Before we get started on this episode of Real Nerds Podcast, remember you can connect to the Real Nerds in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can also call us 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Podcast unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con. Log on to DenverComicCon.com to purchase your tickets. The real nerds will be there all three days, so get your tickets soon because it will sell out. Yeah, I think all three day tickets are sold out. Probably, um, I think but they you were can, months ago. Yeah. yeah, but you can get um, individual days, and you can buy all three days at once. Just like the package deal. Yeah, is no more. Um, I think there's something new I was going to mention about Denver Comic Con. Let me get into um, my press release stuff. Okay, Fisher's not showing up. That's oh, that's right. That was yeah. the one. Uh, Carrie Fisher will not be there because she is shooting Star Wars Episode Eight. Good reason. Yeah, that's a great reason. I'm okay with that. I want to see that movie. Me too. I want so, her to be in it. I want her to be in it too. And I want someone to say, you are part of a rebel alliance. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Actually, I, I have a cool like Star Wars story. So yesterday, uh, Laura's been in Vegas for three days, and I'm trying to keep Kellen busy because I don't want him to realize that Mommy's not around, which he right. does at like three in the morning. Um, so... Uh, I worked, and after I got done with work, I said, well, I'll go to Park Meadows because they have a Disney store there. And he loves Goofy, and he already has a Donald and a Mickey stuffed animal. Let's get him a Goofy one. Um, and then while we're at Park Meadows, I'll go to Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, you know, just keep him busy. So I went there. And, you know, they have all the Star Wars stuff. And I've always wanted, like, the Ray action figure there, like the die cast one that's really hard to find. I have it. I know, and I found one yesterday. So she's oh. uh, on my bookshelf. I was like, yes. Oh, it's so cool. So, yeah. but for Father's Day, Laura, I want... does not stay It long. does not. It's so terrible. <laughs> um, for Father's Day, I want you to go to the Disney store. They have a spectacular Spider-Man exclusive figure there. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she, she loves me, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, because you, you need another action figure. Like, you need a hole in your head. <laughs> oh. She's being so tough in front of guests. Yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate her being in Vegas. And I say, Laura, can you please... Pick me up a Rod Stewart shirt while you're in Vegas. He's playing at the, the Coliseum. He has his own store there. If oh, I yeah. have time. And she not only did not get it for me, um, she she's like, if I have time, she just got done telling me that she spent six what? hours next to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> and I will also add an asterisk to this story. When I went to Vegas, I went out of my way to find a microbrew for her to get her her special fucking mug. Wait, when were, what, what, when I was, was in uh, two years ago when I went with my dad. Oh, okay. So you were already married. It wasn't yeah. like... Like, like oh, trying, this is my like, chance. This is my chance. No. <laughs> I looked, I went on to Yelp. I, I, put, I, I, I took my phone out of my pocket. Yeah, well, well here's the thing, though, is me and my, my father buttons. were staying at the end of the strip. This Sin City Brewery was all the way on the other end, in the Flamingo, underground. Like, I had to take a... There two. were stairs involved. Yeah, you think it just... I, I was like, oh, it's across the street. Elevator wasn't working. It took planning. It took planning. This conversation's going to be so awkward when, like, a week from now, that shirt shows up in the mail. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. They were, out, they were out of your size, honey. So you you obviously good. don't know my wife. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rod, Rod Stewart said, you know, he, it was going to take him a while to draw the, they're, the they're unique they're signature They're all sold out. <laughs> so, so, she didn't even lie to me. She's like, no, I didn't get it. I don't, I don't care for you enough. Yeah. Well, I uh, go out of my way to get her stuff. 
Yeah. We come up with an excuse. Oh, the guy who sells shirts was sick that day. Yeah. Uh, there weren't any. She, she's Rod, like, Stewart, Rod Stewart was sick. She's like, so oh, they yeah, we went all shirts. over the strip. Oh, we didn't go to Caesar's Palace. She went to a casino right next door. <laughs> she did. She did. You rode the coaster. It wasn't her party, right? Like, uh, Yeah, obviously it wasn't because while everybody else went out walking and gambling, she stayed behind and sat by the pool of Sierra. <laughs> So she also Dude, did, she also that's, that. that that sounds like a nice vacation. Yeah, but she also did, obviously didn't care about uh, her friend's bachelorette party because she didn't want to go hang out with her. She's like, eh, that's true. I'm saying by the pool. <laughs> oh, so it was the three of you hanging out by the pool, and then every, other people went gambling. Wait, yeah. well, this story keeps on changing. Well, so yeah, what did you do when you were in Vegas, Laura? Well, <laughs> what would you say you did? Sierra and I never left the hotel oh, on okay. Saturday. That's fair. But Shauna left and then came back. Uh-huh, yeah. And then stop by Again, the remember, guys, I went out... This is... Let me give you a little relationship advice. <laughs> You're a great guy. We get it. No, this is... No, you will do 195% to make your wife, your girlfriend happy. She'll do, like, 5%. Wow. Like, mm, there you wow. go. Wow. Yeah, let me also tell you a story about when I picked her up from the airport today. So... <laughs> this week on Divorce Cast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, pick, I go to pick her up from the airport, and um, she's calling Kellen, and it's really cute. Kellen runs over to her. She's like, oh, I miss you, Kellen. And she just, like, starts walking away. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't say hi to me. Doesn't say she loves me. <laughs> um, Thanks for bringing the important one on. <laughs> yeah. And then we get home, and Reggie comes in. She's like, Reggie, hi, Reggie, hi! <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> See, it's funny, but on the inside, I die a little every time. <laughs> and and then, then you want to know why I have to go to Sin City Microbrewery to pick her up a cup? Just so I can get some affection from her? That's why. Wow. Why she will just sit by a pool and not even think about me. That's what it's like being married, guys. My you goodness. give, you give, and you give. and You have the hardest life, man. There's, there's a little more. It's just the hardest life. Thank you, James. I know. You're welcome. Tell me. I wish, tell me. I wish I could watch one of my 1100 Blu-rays. Tell me. Tell me more about the Chuck E. Cheese. All right, Dale, Jeannie, no grandkids. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I uh, the Chuck E. Cheese was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but they, they, do they, they still have the animatronic robot dudes? Yeah. They're really weird, they're weird though because they made it's like 2016 and they still yeah, have the animatronic. But robots. they made like Chucky like this. Uh, <laughs> rat like a, a, a real looking rat oh like yeah he's, he's not a mouse anymore yeah he's, he's a rat like, yeah he's like a rat it looks weird he does not like is he like, like splinter from the from the those turtle things <laughs> no like splinter looks like at least he's you know like an old wise master yeah chucky cheese looks like a demented fucking rat now that <laughs> like his cartoonness is all gone he's and they gave him like a t-shirt and shorts to like hippify him but all it did was oh, creep me out rat yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah that's how that no, but like they changed his face, so you should look it up. It's he doesn't look like a cute car- uh, like Disney character anymore. He looks like they try to make him look more like an animal, and it just doesn't look quite right anymore. Does he look like Ratatouille? No, because even like Ratatouille looks like a rat because he has like the body of a rat. Picture the face of a rat with like a like a man's body or like a little kid's body, like a boy's body, I guess. Mm. Yeah, Weird. look right there. Weird. Like this this one where yeah. he's like. Yeah, he's got like he's he's more of a DreamWorks character. Yeah. Whereas, whereas from, the old Chuck E. Cheese looked like he belonged on a on a box of on a box of cereal. Exactly. Like the, the, the like, modern one. Right there, like you know, he's like, hey, I'm wearing a hat. I'm a cute character. <laughs> hey, hey I, I got a hat. I'm just like you. Yeah. Whereas here, but, he's but, like, look at that one. 
what the fuck? Yeah, he's like a he's like a B movie character, like from the B movie, <laughs> yeah, not exactly. not from a B movie, but from the B, you know, the DreamWorks thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so we uh, that that's Weird. our uh, visual podcast for the day. That's so All audio. Here, um, he is, here he is hanging out with Silent Bob. <laughs> Snooch it's, to not, the it's not really Silent Bob. It's just a dude in a bathrobe with a Chuck E. Cheese, which is the most awkward thing to wear to a Chuck E. Cheese. I'm like, what's Kevin Smith doing in a Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. What? Well, you can't put on real pants go to the Chuck E. Cheese? It's like skateboarding was in during Jackass. They made like skateboarding. Exactly. <laughs> now that like all the kids love this skateboarding. It's And now it's like rockers are in style. He's like a, you know, t-shirt and jeans rock kid. It's, yeah. that, it's that episode of The Simpsons that I don't know enough about to actually reference where they Gucci? make that... Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sure. That's that. a great episode of The I Simpsons. I have to go now. My planet needs me. <laughs> Do you have the, the one from 1977 on your screen there? Oh, I closed it. He's like a carnival parker. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, move, let's move along. So while we have a new podcast. So, so, hey, <laughs> let me just say, if you type in 1977, 1977 Chuck E. Cheese is the first thing Google brings up. Wow. <laughs> I know. That's anyway, go Wars. ahead. Oh, oh, shit. oh, shit, that's a homeless man. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. So you like Chuck E. Cheese, don't ya? <laughs> this is one of his eyes is half closed, like he's done too much heroin. <laughs> Oh, this he had is a stroke. Awful. <laughs> That's oh. why Peter, games, fun. Come on down. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> there's a there's a Microsoft Paint one where like '94 Chuck E. Cheese is stabbing the new one. <laughs> 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 he says there can only be one. <laughs> there's a. Oh, uh, this is terrible. Yeah, this is a great bias. But you should go to Dorkly.com and type in the Mario Paint uh, song. And so it's Mario, and with Mario Paint, you could, like, compose your own songs. And as it's going, it's a Nickelback song, and the guy doing the voiceover for Mario's like, Oh no, I am stuck listening to fucking Nickelback! Help me! And it keeps going! And it's, it's really funny. Uh, one of our favorite movie festivals is the Telluride Horror Film Festival, and three-day passes have gone on sale today. Cool! So uh, log on to TellurideHorrorShow.com to buy your passes. Uh, it's a fun little, uh, what do you call it? Uh, film festival. There we go. We do a movie podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and you know, one of the coolest things they did uh, that we've we've been to it twice is I love the pig roast, the open day pig roast. Yeah, it's um, great. Get a yeah. mingle with filmmakers like Academy Award winner Phil Tippett. Yeah. Um, if you want to listen to that interview, it is on realnerdspodcast.com. Just type in Tell Your Right Horror Show and it will take you to it. We do interview famous people. Um, we interviewed Tony Todd this one time and it's a really great interview. I don't know if you guys have heard it. Oh, you have it? I was there, so I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, if you guys haven't heard it, it's great. Maybe maybe one day we'll put it up. I, I don't know. We will. Fucking Christ. <laughs> Anyways, our favorite movie theater is the Alamo Draft House. This is what's playing at the Alamo Draft House. Happy May, by the way. Oh, hey, it's Sam from Dogfish Head Brewery playing some bad cats, but here to talk to you about the bad cats at Alamo Draft House. We love Alamo, and Alamo loves us. In fact, all month long, they'll be featuring Dogfish Head beers at their locations. Bad cats. What's so special about May? It's just the first day of May, asshole. You didn't, you didn't wish anyone a happy April when we did this. Yeah, because April's shit. Look at look how it's been in April. It's May now. <laughs> yeah, and it cleared up immediately. Wow! It's cleared Man, up. It's May now. 
Um, on the 3rd of May, Nacho Libre is going to be playing for food and film with pairings from Ska Brewery, my wife's favorite brewery. Really? Yeah, isn't that one from uh, Fort Collins? I don't know. She likes their no IPA. Idea. I don't know. I know my wife's a drunk. Um, <laughs> KS101.1. Wow. Uh, spectacular Brunchtacular. This is a new one. It has 15 film series with themed brunch and shopping. Oh, man. Shopping. The, f- the first one is The Sound of Music on the 8th. And get your tickets for the 22nd is Casablanca. Oh, oh shit. What? Yeah. Okay. With, for for the, brunch. For I'm the down. 15th? Uh, the 22nd. Oh, okay. Uh, Video Vortex is The Night Ripper on the 11th. Cool. Right on. As I scroll through my press release. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Uh, Purple Rain's playing tomorrow, if oh, you're yeah. interested. And that is it for their specialties for the next week. So um, they don't have yeah. a Street Fighter on the twentieth. Uh, yeah, I was gonna announce it when it was closer. And no one wants to see that shitty movie, anyways, Brad. And they're uh... you're gonna be the only one there. That's fine. Sad. Finally, I'll be in a theater by myself. <laughs> you won't be. <laughs> I've tried for years to do what you magically can do. I know, dude. Isn't it great? Did you? Because you were gonna go to a showing today that was sold out. Did you yeah. then go get tickets to a showing that had that you were the only person? No, because that would be great. I know it was. You know, it was, I usually go to the AMC Bowls because it's nearby, and I like the recliner seats. If I can't go to this, you know, Alamo Draft House, right? And so I had to go to Denver West. The theater was like half full. I'm like, what? Do I not know something about Keanu on Sunday? Because <laughs> I read the box office returns. It's not that great. <laughs> but maybe they uh, messed up. Uh, yeah, so log on to alamodrafthouse.com forward slash Denver to see all their special events coming up this month. If it's on there and you want to go, make sure you buy tickets immediately because they do sell out. Um, I've always wanted to see an Army of Darkness there, but they sell out in like two days. And I'm always like, how the hell did I miss Army of Darkness there? I'm going to blame Steve for not emailing me personally. <laughs> Just kidding, Steve. Um, yeah, so every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw Keanu. Is Keanu Reeves in it? Maybe. Um, stay tuned to the review where we'll talk about it. Brad didn't see it because Brad, instead of uh, we're going to do real news first, but our real news is going to be talking about your film in a festival. Real news. In other news, the prime minister of Sweden visited Washington today and my tiny little nipples went to France. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it. And stick your head out and yell. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. It's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. Everyone, it's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. I like a do the cha-cha. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. Brad, tell us, tell us about your uh, experience at the Something Film Festival. <laughs> Why do you follow my life so closely? <laughs> I forget the name of it. Uh, Paonia. It's a mountain town in Colorado, out west there, past... Um, uh, it's linear Redstone and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. A little past that. Uh, yeah, we showed Catastrophe on Friday night uh, in a mix of, like, I don't know, 20 other films. Uh, they had them separated out into different categories. There's, like, two films for, like... Document two films for documentary, two films for uh, science fiction, uh, recreation, uh, comedy, uh, art. I forget what the other category was. So anyway, like a lot of the 
And then, uh, so the Friday had a lot of submissions from people like, from Paonia. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday uh, had most of the stuff that they like curated from places like the Emerging Filmmakers Project. Um, and yeah, it was good. Uh, there's one on Saturday, or yeah, Saturday night that it's called Twinsburg. And it's like an idea that I wish I'd done. <laughs> um, it was about this town where everyone who lives in it is twins. Um, and then the two main characters are twins, but like one is kind of lost interest in they're having this carnival where they all celebrate their twinness. Um, but the main character is the one super excited about it. The other one has kind of moved on and checked out, but he still comes to support his brother. Um, and then as you go along, there's just like these little gags, almost Wes Anderson-y type gags. Like the, the brother who's super excited about the thing is constantly riding this two seated bicycle, but you know, he's alone on it. While, like, <laughs> like all the other twins in town are having a lot of fun. Um, you know, he gets these, um, kind of Napoleon Dynamite style, like tux jackets to wear for both of them. And the other one, um, he doesn't have a mustache, but his brother does. And they're sitting in the mirror. He, uh, he looks over, he's like, so do you think we want to shave off the mustaches? And then his brother's like, well, why don't you just grow one? For the thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could do that instead. Um, yeah, and they have like, a falling out, and then they realize that they need each other and whatnot. And so, it, yeah, it's just like, yeah. Well, we, I don't know any twins, but we could take that. <laughs> yeah, it makes it more fun. Yeah, but yeah, it's like, ah, this is such a fun idea of just like these, you know, in a town where everyone else celebrates their twinness, there's these two characters that kind of don't like being twins. But... Nice. Yeah. So did you submit it, or was it picked? Uh, Patrick Sheridan from Richmond grabbed a bunch of like... We have an interview with him. Yeah. He's a great guy. Um, grabbed a bunch of films uh, that he thought would be good submissions for it. So. Oh, very cool. Um, and they chose, yeah. They, so they didn't just pick everything he sent, but um, yeah, they picked ours. So, and you know, well, we yeah, it's an award-winning short. It is, uh, and um, it was part of the comedy block on Friday. So uh, they only gave awards to films that were like Peonia films, I guess, mm-hmm. um, or to films that they had like people submitted that weren't through other people, mm-hmm. uh, which is fair. <clears throat> but hey, you've already got accolades for yeah. Catastrophe, so it's good. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, spending time in a quiet mountain town um, and watching other people's stuff and seeing what it, and it was really like a good lineup. Uh, there's some like the recreation films were from there's one where like they're in Mexico, I think. Um, and it's these guys in uh, kayaks going just these narrow rocky rivers like the, they're not even full of water. It's just and then they go like over waterfalls and the camera's like pointed down as they go down the waterfall and then they, during the credits, they cut out and there's like just this rope that goes across, um, the land and the guys are like strapped on by the head, like their helmets are attached to the line and they're sitting there with their cameras, like floating over this ledge. And it's just crazy. And they have drones like following them through the river as they go. So someone's like remote control. And then there's like this BMX one where this guy, you're watching them ride the bike through the desert. And all of a sudden, uh, this one guy stops at this like Mesa ledge and his friend just goes right off of it. <laughs> and then they cut to like him pulling his shoot out and like, oh my God, I should quit making films because like I can never go be that extreme about like, trying to film anything. That's not your thing, Brad. Yeah. Like people in a room, <laughs> I, I, maybe if I had more practice, but just, these are young people doing this stuff. And you know, those kayak guys in, uh, earlier on in the video, they're talking about how they kind of just, you know, we just run through cameras because a lot of them get waterlogged and damaged, but whatever, we'll get a new one. I'm like, 
<laughs> I may never own a cinema camera at this point. Like that's only like three or four grand. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we'll just get another one. Whatever. Funny man. Um. Yeah, and then there's like this one film. Uh. Uh. The lady who actually uh, helped select Catastrophe, she had her own film in the comedy block, where she just got these kids together, and they the kids wrote the own script, their own script about how like. They're just bored in this town, and they all have very weird characters. Like, one kid's just Russian. <laughs> nice. Um, and then all the... They try to... How was it? Oh, they, they're trying to raise funds for a rec center, so they have stuff to do. And then the process of getting the rec center, like, the mayor disapproves it, because they don't get it. But <laughs> the friendships that they form trying to raise the money is the, the release of the boredom. You know, they weren't bored anymore. Now they have each other. But the kids like made it up, and she just kind of filmed it. Hmm. So cool! Yeah. Congratulations, buddy. Congrats! Thanks. Keep up the good yeah. work, Neat. James. What's with Hollywood? Fuck um, <coughs> Whoa! I love Whoa. Hollywood. Hollywood, come back! <laughs> I got to ride in a limo for like ten minutes. <laughs> nice, really? Yeah, they're having this uh, party at this bike shop, and then you go out the back, and then the limo would come through the alley. And like, this is a Main Street type town, so it's yeah. very, yeah. You go see the alley, then it came down Main Street, later went out at the theater, and then cycled back around behind the bike shop again. <laughs> more people. <laughs> yeah. And they had, like, just people pretending to be reporters on the red carpet interviewing them. Cool. Yeah. And That's the paparazzi, cool. obviously. Yeah. I saw you on TMZ. What? Yeah. Pushing that dude down in that small <laughs> mountain town. That's <laughs> He was in my way. <laughs> Oh, man. Watch what happens when filmmaker Bradley Hay gets confronted by a TMZ I'm reporter. Get out of <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> what else? This is going to look good. <laughs> I've never seen TMZ. I'm guessing that's what yeah. they do. <laughs> filmmaker Bradley Hay had a catastrophe of his own. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Shut up his mic. <laughs> uh, it's never right. <laughs> No, I'm sticking with that loud and proud. <laughs> uh, just a couple of quick things. Um, so Netflix has decided that they're going to make a Punisher show. Nice. Duh. Um, because, of course, that I'll was... I'll be shocked. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, after, after that second season of Daredevil, no one didn't think they were going to go make a spinoff Punisher show. Um, you know, somewhat similar vein. They're going to reboot uh, Tomb Raider, which uh, they got Alicia Vikander to do. Yeah, good choice. Um, yeah. She's a great actress. I, I'm fine with that. Whatever. Do you know she won an Academy Award for Ex Machina? That's she awesome. did, yeah. And Man from Uncle. She was the first woman to win for two. She was the first Oscar given for two performances. That's because at the, same the, time. the performances were so different that they just had to give them to her. Yeah, I thought yeah. she got the Oscar for Danish Girl. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to show you watch. No one saw that movie. We don't know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Unlike, unlike blockbuster hit Man from Uncle and its soon to be sequel, <laughs> no one watched Dana, the, the Danish Girl. Did Man from Uncle? Man from Uncler is a great title. I want. I so want Man from Uncler. <laughs> oh, that's. Oh, I'm just. I'm down. Just angrier. Anyway, um, also John Krasinski is going to be uh, the new Jack Ryan. Yeah, which I think is a great cast. Like, because yeah. he's a badass, but yeah. like well, he's he, got that he, everyman feel. That too. In 13 hours, he's like so ripped. It's oh, scary. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. like. I can see how you, you put him in some normal clothes and you'll be like, oh, like, here's this normal dude who really works for the CAA and if he gets into some kind of situation, like, man, that'll be that'll be really like, tough for him. And then he just pow. rips off his shirt and he just starts pounding. 
pound, like just just beating Blast the shit out of shit. people. And then once the last guy's falling, he just turns and looks and smirks to the camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, that would be guy. so. Or then he's like, "Tell me where the nu- the nukes are." Then he looks at the camera and shakes his head. <laughs> <laughs> so why are they making another Jack Ryan movie? Like, because Jack Ryan's cool, man. Make some Jack Ryan movies. Why is Chris Pine? Yeah, uh, because no one saw Shadow Recruit because they dumped it in February. Yeah, but like, did it? That's it, why would you recast him if like the failure was that they put it in well, the Well, you, you don't call it Jack Ryan; you call it, it some Tom Clancy novel. Yeah, I don't know. So like, oh, Shadow Assassin, or if you if you I don't mean, have that sounds the, like a Tom Clancy <laughs> novel. The the other reason is if you don't actually have a contract with Chris Pine, and Chris Pine is more expensive now, then. It's a better option to go recast it, especially if you're like, if you're not going to keep, you know, Kenneth Branagh directing or like even have it in the same vein. Like if if you're starting a new story, then you might as well go get somebody who's cheaper um, and reboot it. Because since not a lot of people saw that last movie, because they tried to the sum of all fears and now. But but you have to look at it on a on a grand scale of they want a franchise. They don't want hey this movie's good. They want to make four or five of them. And make a lot of money, and so if the last sure one was wasn't a, strong enough, it was enough, an Amazon series. Oh, it might be. I think it is. That's well, good too. It makes more sense. I just feel like you know they've been, you know they want to make a franchise, but they've tried it the same way twice, maybe. Yeah. Ooh. Try something different. <laughs> don't, like, I, don't, I don't think it's really. casting new people. I think it's just maybe just better stories. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I felt Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit was really more about Kenneth Branagh. Oh, totally. <laughs> But most things Kenneth Branagh is in are really about Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, it's a TV series. Oh, okay, that's Amazon. good too. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Anyway, uh, from from a guy from Twenty Four, Carlton Coase. Oh, cool. So there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's also a lot of buzz about the fact that that everyone hates the Ghostbusters trailer. And it's really dumb. I I, I, I read, read. A, Did you read the article from uh, the I cinema read, retailer or cinema expo? I've read three different articles about it, so I don't remember. Which the, ones this they one, were. they're saying that nobody, like theater owners, were disappointed in that movie big time. The problem is that the the statistics on the actual YouTube trailer are so damning that I don't believe them. So yeah. I don't think the trailer, like the trailer's not good, right? Like there's stuff about that trailer. Where I'm like, okay, like this, there's this extra fat at the end. That's not very good. And, Whoa, like it's just not a, talk. Melissa McCarthy. Like hey now, no, I, I mean like it's not a well cut trailer. Um, like it's, you know, it's okay. But in the, in the grand scheme of, of bad trailers, is it the worst? No. Do I look at that trailer, that movie and go like, oh, okay, that might be fun. Like it, it Yes, I don't think that that movie oh, yeah, no, looks I mean, so terrible. Like, cinema owners have seen it and they don't like it. The movie but, itself, yeah. My point is, I, I think that this is a lot of the internet doing the thing that they did to Batman Superman, and also being a lot of sexist assholes in the wake of Gamergate over the last two years. Like, it's it just screams people deliberately trying to to smear this movie. And I, I, look, it might be bad. But I just don't believe this shit. Like, I think it's people being complete assholes, having oh, yeah. no actual. Inv- like, oh, I'm sure the half a half a million people that have that have not liked it haven't seen the movie. Like, well, you know, there's probably some dude on there just keeps on hitting not like, not like. Oh yeah, right. Like it's, but it's that it's kind of stuff. Yeah, that and it's 
it absolutely comes out of the stuff that you know from the from the go when they when they announce like hey we're gonna make this movie but it's gonna be all women yeah and you just got so much bullshit on the internet yeah and I think Brad's right they're way too protective of a movie series that had one great movie and yeah. one movie that's meh and it's not the best comedy of all time it's good it's really good but like. It's not it's not like the only funny movie that ever existed and if they make this movie we're going to go break every blu-ray of the original Ghostbusters. Like what is your problem? Like I just don't understand oh, yeah, no, it. It's it's weird. It wasn't it really registered as a comedy to me growing up. It was more like an action adventure. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. Whatever. Anyway. So cool. is anybody else's feet just getting like stuffed with an all new like Captain Watch this new scene from Captain America. Yeah. Like fuck this. No. It was a commercial <laughs> like I think in my hotel room i was just like stop it i know it's <laughs> like a week away i, I just the movie I, I do like the new like spider-man bit though where he stops a winter soldier from punching he's like dude you got a metal arm awesome <laughs> uh, makes me so happy oh uh, it's so much snark yeah it makes me so excited it's good i'm excited i know next week yep that's gonna be awesome we're getting there i love chris evans did you read that letter that Ryan Reynolds penned bit for that boy who died? Who's a bad Deadpool I did. fan? Yeah, yeah, it was heartbreaking, that was but sad. like really heartfelt. Good job, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that was good. Cool. Anyway, uh, that's we nice. also talk about movies we watched this week. This is what we watched this week. Oh, we got movies on this. something i don't know what i was petting there nothing I, I guess i'm petting the graphic that comes on the tv screen that nobody can see <laughs> audio show yes audio show ah, fuck he's petting the five way. five years man five years oh, almost six i still gotta teach you. I, in fact i got a thing on my facebook that talked about us going to see the twilight movie five years ago I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're coming up on 300 we should start thinking of like something special to do we for- should Oh man, I'm gonna get fit and I'm gonna tear my shirt off and run around in my in my Spartan outfit and kick people. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do for my for, for three hundred other people around us. Yeah, kick back in the face. Why is this weird drug-addled used like kind of fat but like drew some abs on his chest guy running around He's shirtless? Seth Rogen from Sharpie yeah. Neighbors too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just kicking, dude. He just keeps kicking in the shins. It's not a cool kick. He can't lift his leg high enough to do any damage. It's just annoying. Uh, this week I saw Toby Hooper's third film for the first time called Eaten Alive. His third film for the first time? Yeah. Um, in it, it's, um, it stars Robert England and, uh, he plays a guy named Buck and he, his first, the first line in the whole movie is, my name's Buck and I'm raring to fuck. So uh, I was just going to make that joke. So if you can, Zach, you know the movie that uh, paid homage to that, right? Kill Bill Volume 1. There you go. Um, so yeah, in it, uh, Robert England actually isn't the star. I forget the name of the star. He's this guy who runs this rundown hotel. And in it, he has a crocodile. And he murders people and feeds them to the crocodile. And so it's a really like zany um, film. And a lot of backwoods type of yeah. I mean, it has it has a vibe of Texas Chainsaw to it. It's it's actually a lot more gory than Chainsaw, um, 
but it, it's kind of campy in a way where Chainsaw and Chainsaw Two are as well. But uh, it was really interesting watching it. Like the the there's a part literally where he uh, like Robert England falls into the crocodile's pen and this animatronic puppet crocodiles eating them and it looks so fake but in a way it's like oh it's kind of cool it's a killer croc <laughs> that gets fed people um and I, I if you get the arrow release it's really good there's about three hours as bonus features on it. there's a whole second blu-ray and uh, toby hooper was talking that he was clashing with the producers on the tone of the film and he seemed to run into that a lot throughout his career um, hmm. i mean because spielberg took over poltergeist and stuff Maybe he's maybe. kind of an asshole. <laughs> um, I, I probably. Yeah, maybe um, it's Toby Hooper. I, I'm definitely sensing like there's one constant in it, and it's Toby Hooper. Yeah. Um, but I guess his cinematographer filmed a lot of it, and that's why the film is kind of uneven. Hmm. And it's a total exploitation film, too, because there's just random naked women. Like, uh, they just walk around without their tops on. There's one lady who just walks in, takes off her top, and she hears this little girl whose parents were uh, murdered is uh, hiding underneath the hotel and she's screaming and the lady's literally in frame just moving back and forth so her boobs are just going back and forth like this is like the most gratuitous uh, <laughs> nude scene i've ever seen and i've seen a lot of them uh, but yeah i mean it's a cool movie if you like um you know blood and guts and zany texas people um and it's based on a real story i guess there was a guy in um texas in the 30s who murdered his wives and he had alligators in his back of his bar. He didn't, they don't know if he fed them to him, but uh, he did murder his wives. Like he took one wife out to a beach and shot her in the back of the head. And then he had his, uh, like his man helper bury her. And then when all, he was dating like three women at this bar that he owned and each one of them started showing up missing. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting story. And they have that on the Blu-ray. It's like a documentary about the serial killer, what they base the movie on. It's kind of fascinating. I think you meant accomplice, which is really funny since you're an officer now. Like, you can find the term. Um, accomplice isn't a real term. Huh? Accomplice isn't a real term. A manservant is. A manservant is. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of manservant. Can I help you murder someone? Like, <laughs> accomplice is the word you use? No. Oh. But I've watched so many yeah. cop shows. <laughs> yeah. You're not right. <laughs> You're an accessory to the crime. Accessory, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, because you can't... Uh, I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so speaking of manservants, I also watched Batman and Robin again. Uh, <laughs> Alfred's in it a lot. Um, and yeah, here's the problem with this movie. Um, if you say Alicia Silverstone is fat... No, 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 I, no, 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 no. Okay, no, all right. do with that. As um, I say. It doesn't help. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the movie is... When I'm watching this film, it's like Batman Forever was the most successful, I believe, of the first three, right? The second successful because the first the first one was massive. better. I think they got confused on what they were going to do, you know, because the, the Forever was super campy and they took that and turned it up to like the nth degree, 10th degree. Uh, in Batman and Robin, because there's parts that just make absolutely no sense at all. Hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Mr. Freeze is in it. It's played by Schwarzenegger. And all his lines are just basic puns. Mm. And that's all he says in it. I mean, why is he even talking like this? Because they even have great moments, because one of the greatest Batman animated cartoons ever is Heart of Heart of Ice. Yeah. And they incorporate some of that into this film. And if they would have just adapted that and made it straight, it would have been awesome. Because here's the thing. I think Clooney is way better than Val Kilmer. 
Yeah. Because he's one, he's a better actor. And two, he's interested in it, even though he, I mean, he afterwards is like, I don't see that movie. It's a piece of shit. And you learn in this movie how he's able to afford all of the, his exorbitant spending. Yeah. Because he has a credit card that he can put yeah, on. Yeah, that says Batman forever on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, the, the movie's a mess. It's So in it, Mr. Freeze is trying to get diamonds to power his suit so he can be the most powerful cryogenic. I don't know. How does it run on diamonds? diamonds? I don't know, dude. Ask Joel Schumacher. But, I mean, this is what I mean. So they they hear that this uh, Victor Freeze is down trying to steal a diamond from Gotham Museum. And this is the opening of the movie. So Batman and Robin show up, and the whole place is covered in ice. And um, the first thing, you know, Schwarzenegger says is, Batman, Robin, you need to chill. And just keeps on saying, like, cold things. It's it's freezing in here. Um, I I hope you're not an ice guy. You know stuff like that. And <laughs> people talk during the movie. Yeah, I don't like when people talk during the movie. Um, but the thing is, like, some of the effects are really cool in this movie. Um, the the cinematography though is atrocious because it's so neon that on the have you seen it on Blu-ray, Brad? Yeah. It's super fuzzy and like to- it looks bad. Um, anyway, so they're fighting freeze and. I don't know how they know this, but they get knocked down and they click their heels together and like ice skates come out. And that's what I mean. Like, it's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense at all. Even I've been watching the Batman 66. Even the Batman 66 isn't this stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's and then uh, Chris O'Donnell's horrible as Robin, you know, and actually, I think the worst person in this film, I don't care about Schwarzenegger because he was basically like, hey, you could say one liners. Here's what your one liners. Um, is Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy is god awful. Doing the worst Mae West impression yeah. that you've ever seen. Exactly, because what is her... Oh, come on, big bullet. <laughs> yeah, because what is her accent she's trying to do? She, well, I mean... She is start, it Mae West? Yeah, it's Mae West. So she starts off, like, nerdy, yeah. like, timid, and then she just like full-blown... Yeah, yeah. And then she just full-blown into Mae West sex pot... Like, Come on, boys, let's go. This oh is a one-woman show. Yeah, and I, I, even, I started losing interest. I couldn't even count. I started counting how many times she like blew dust into someone's face. I got up to seven, <laughs> and then I totally lost interest into it. Um, but there, like I said, Clooney, I think is actually pretty good in it. I don't. I think he's as uh, Bruce Wayne. He has like great scenes with Alfred um, when he's. Because Alicia Silverstone has a line where she says, I'm trying to get Alfred out of this because all he was was a servant all his life. And um, it, it like hurts him. And he has this great scene where Alfred is like dying on a bed. And he's like, you don't regret, you know, anything you did. And they have this tender moment where he said, no, I raised you as a kid. And like, it's a great moment. And then it's, inter- it's cut into with Alicia Silverstone showing up as Batgirl with no training. And kicking poison <laughs> ivy into a Venus flytrap that she just came out of. Curses! Yeah, and she dies from it. Wait a minute. And I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't she just come out of that to get Robin? What the fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> and then, so they, they, they kick, she kicks poison ivy into Venus flytrap. I guess she dies. I don't know. And, um, then they say, oh, now we need to go. She doesn't because she shows up in the prison cell at the end. Oh, that's right. And just like, Oh, there's a prison in the Venus flytrap. Yeah. Something oh, like that. duh. So then, come then on, like, we need to go stop uh, Mr. Freeze. Sometime in between stopping Mr. Freeze, they all change into like silver Batman suits and a new Batmobile. And they all have like motorcycles. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> and that's when all like the, because the, the fourth, yeah, exactly. the fourth, the fourth one's where like, 
The city is just made up of like giant statues. Yeah, and they drive weird. all over like the, the tops of statues and shit. Right? Mm-hmm. God, what a mess! It is. It's a mess, and if I, I really try to find redeeming things in this film, and I still think I think Schumacher's still a good director. I think he, I think his vision is wrong for these movies, but I don't think <laughs> how he shoots the movie or how it's paced. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. it's just. The script is bad, and I, you know, he's not really writing the script. Did you say O'Donnell's okay in Forever? Yeah, he's not. He doesn't bother me in Forever. He's terrible, he's terrible in this one because he he's under the spell of Poison Ivy, and then him and Batman have this fake like tension, and Batman throws him into ice cream. Is it is it and possible? He's like, You're just jealous that Ivy likes me more than you. Is it possible that he's better in Forever because he's he's acting against bad Val Kilmer, and in this one he's you know, acting maybe. against good George Clooney? Because you know when you if you, I've watched them pretty close together, and the, here, I'll give you an example. Here, here's Val Kilmer. It's a car. Chicks dig the car. Wow, cool. <laughs> and then you have a scene where Clooney, I can't even act as well as him, is like crying with Alfred, and it's kind of cool seeing Batman vulnerable. But then he's you know in the next scene he's like. Got my Batman credit card. What the fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a time when I was sad, but that was at least 30 seconds ago. It's so. not, I don't think it's the worst comic book movie, but it's not great. Um, and the other, the last thing I watched is another comic book movie. I saw uh, Time Cop for the first time in, <laughs> in a really long time. And I actually think it's the second best Van Damme movie because I think it's... Uh, Even that last half on the, in the rainy house? Yeah, who cares? That's uh, so boring. <laughs> Because I think I think it's anytime you deal with time travel, you know, it's whatever. But I mean, to me, it's everything that Van Damme movies are. He splits like three times in them. Um, That's where he splits on the countertop. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's totally stupid, but like it doesn't serve a point, but it looks badass. Well, you gotta electrocute that guy. Yeah, but that guy shows up in like the next scene. <laughs> and what does he say? He jumps up there. He's like, "Not today, motherfucker!" And he like gets shot out of there. It's awesome. Um, and so. In the movie, he plays a guy who uh, is a cop who can jump times because they found a way to jump time. So bad guys are using it to make money, and he's policing it. So, you know, there's a part where he shows up during the stock market crash because his partner is playing the stock market. He's basically doing the biff from Back to the Future. Um, And so his job is to stop him. And his wife is murdered at the beginning of the film. And the funny and he thing, he goes back in time and saves her. Uh, he w- he wasn't going to do originally because he's like you'd never mess with the past. Oh, okay. Um, but it's funny watching Blu-ray, just like Friday the Thirteenth. When I watch the Blu-ray of Friday the Thirteenth, you can tell it's Pamela Voorhees like a couple times, and on DVD and like shit, you can't. And in Time Cop, you can totally tell that's like Joel Silver <laughs> and is like up there, like oh, that's totally clear. Because for a movie that's compressed on Bloodsport, I think it actually looks pretty good. Um, and it's produced by Sam Raimi, so it kind of has that. Uh, manic tone to it. Um, produced by Sam Raimi was Hard Target. Yeah, yeah, he's a big producer, um, and he he loved those movies. He he really loves action, like B grade action films. Mm. Um, but in it, I think Van Damme's cool. I, I even at the beginning where that dude steals that lady's purse on rollerblades, and he just kicks his leg straight up. Is he he says, a "Donut salesman, money or something." <laughs> What's his job in the mall before he becomes a time cop? Uh, no, he's a cop. He, so he's undercover. No, he was just meeting his wife there, remember? Didn't he try to sell someone donuts or something? No. Okay, <laughs> I love uh, that movie. So, he was a cookie. No, cookies, right? Hmm. Nothing with cookies. Nope. <laughs> Nothing with cookies. Have you cookies. seen Time Cop? <laughs> so, anyways, the dude on the rollerblade is like still this lady's purse, and he runs into Van Damme, and Van Damme just like kicks his leg straight up, and he's like, what does it say? He says, Wolverine. No, read closer. 
don't fuck with me. Yes, now give her a purse back. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, yeah, it's a goofy movie, um, but it's still pretty fun. Like I, I like action movies like that because they really don't make them like that anymore. They're totally B grade, um, but the action star is really cool and it's like super gory and just people ass kicking. I mean, there's a part where the electrocution part. He shows up and he has a knife fight with this one dude and it's totally badass. And I don't know how they both know uh, martial arts so well because I've never seen a fight like that in my life. But I want to I want to see a fight like that in real life because it's badass. Um, yeah, so I had fun watching it. It's not as good as Death Warrant to me, but um, I mean, what is really? <laughs> so you didn't watch Bloodsport at all? I didn't. I didn't. Oh. Cool. Yeah, that's what I watched this week. Sweet. Who's next? Brad. Um, all right. I, uh, back to the peony, I forgot to, the one film that, like, really made me queasy, in a good way, because uh, it was a music video, um, where this girl has an injury on her leg, and she's getting carried to, I think her, her, her parents are taking her to the hospital, and they get to the hospital, and they pull the bandage off, and then all these moths fly out the, the hole in her leg. Ah! Yeah, and, like, they're all crawling around, and it's, like, super disease-looking, and then they, uh, the doctor decides to amputate it, and this is, this is a music video, so it's, like, three, four minutes long yeah. of the song, and it's cut between this, like, old mountain man, like, walking between these aspens and whatnot, and the cool part is, um, instead of showing, there's a little bit of gore, but showing, like, directly the gore of, like, the amputation is, like, him chopping down, like, this tree, so... Um, like the, the tree trunk falling over is like her leg rolling off. So like the, the trunk will fall over, but then they'll just show her, her foot twisting or something nah. cut together. So it's like really like, ugh. like that's a hard thing to do anymore. Yeah. So like to get me to just kind of like squirm in my seat or right. something. So props to that. Um, but yeah, in Hollywood stuff, um, I borrowed the Hulk or just Hulk from Ryan. So that's Ang Lee's Hulk. Ang Lee's Hulk, which I haven't seen since the theater. Sure. And it's not terrible, but it's definitely super boring. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, the whole time you're like, what's going on? Like, the just first, do something. Yeah, the first patch, uh, pass I was watching it, and it's like really late at night, so I had the volume way down. Mm -hmm. and, Did you fall asleep? Yeah, I was, like, I was constantly just fighting, falling asleep. And then the next day, I was hanging shells, I had it back on, and I listened to commentary and stuff, and... It was more interesting, but uh, all that stuff is defending the CGI. And I don't know what it is about because there's some shots that are like really good. Oh yeah, he's really yeah. convincing. But then there's other ones where he stands out I, like a sore thumb. I think it's the green. I think it's the color green. I mean, he is. It must yeah. be um, shading on it too. Because the thing is, is if you watch, did you watch all the special features? Is ILM worked their asses off yeah. on it. That's so baffling about it. Yeah, but I think it's the shade of green. I really is do. It, is it maybe like when he's in? When he's in a lot of light, like if he's out in yeah. the sun, oh, yeah. he looks okay, in San and when he's no. not... When he's in San Francisco, I think he looks horrible. Okay. Because yeah. they also try to add, like, he has, like, dirt and stuff on him. It just looks goofy. This part's when he transforms, like, from yeah. Eric Bannon to the Hulk. They're, like, a little cartoony, but... Sure. It's weird when you watch special features, it looks like they're doing everything right for it. Yeah, but, but the thing is, across. like, I forgive movies from 2003 with that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. what I don't forgive is when, like, the green is wrong... Like, his pants always look like they're just black, like, rubber. Yeah. It's really weird. There's features they even say, like, uh, yeah, we tried to explain why his pants would shrink with him and whatnot, and they eventually just said, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you yeah. have to, because you... Yeah. You know, um, but I think it's actually shot really cool. I think, like, the 
comic panels and zooming in and out, I think looks really cool. Yeah. But I, they have to do that because the rest of the movie is fucking boring. So. I, I feel like yeah, Scott Pilgrim did it better. Oh, yeah. Oh, some, yeah. Some were kind of like... Well, because I think Scott Pilgrim has better energy. So yeah, it, it right. feels better. This one, it's so such a plotting pace. You're it's like, like oh, one of those God. things where they like, okay, this would be a cool idea to do, but they just don't know, how, like, it's the first anyone's really doing yeah. it. Yeah. So it's, it's more like an experiment than it is like it's something that comes yeah. across as a solid idea. Well, and, and I think the difference between like Scott Pilgrim or even I'd go so far as to say Man from Uncle mm-hmm. where they, they also do that is it's, it's really kinetic. Yeah. Like those panels keep moving and you know where you're supposed to be looking. Whereas with Hulk, it's really more like you're watching three screens at once and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You're like, okay, what, which one am I actually supposed to be paying attention to? Um, and so it's, it's cool, like it's novel, but it's not necessarily the oh, best that's version. That's actually my favorite thing to play with Twenty Four is when at the end, when it cuts to all of them, like, what scene am I going to see? <laughs> <laughs> Which one's going to see? That yeah, too? yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I don't think it's a terrible movie. Yeah. And then it's, it's just the thing with his dad at the end. Yeah. Kind of like, a, like, why do they put him together? You know what I mean? Like, at when they're yeah, because it doesn't make any sense at all. They're like, trying to like they're just trying to capture, especially if Thunderbolt Ross is so mad at. Uh, banner for what he's doing. Like, yeah. why would you put them together? It doesn't make any sense. Why do you allow them to talk to each other? And I th- yeah. and I don't know if it's Banner's fault, but I, I think he's the most boring Bruce Banner ever. Like his, that's something he has much to work with. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah. And like his motivation is weird, and I don't know. His dad murdered his mom. Like the whole backstory of his dad like is stupid. The pain of oh yeah, but yeah, he just doesn't have anything else to do. Yeah, and I, yeah, because he's boring. And then Jennifer Connelly just kind of for yeah. no reason other than like yeah. Yeah, why does she turn him on? Turn on him? Like, she, remember she like sets him up and everything at the at the cabin. He gets shot by the government. Does she set him up? Or yeah, she, I thought she was oblivious. Like, no, because remember he she's just like it's okay, it's okay. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah, but Jennifer Connelly though. And then they shoot him with foam. What? Oh yeah, and then, yeah, that one guy. Uh, he's like, and then the Hulk kills the him. Operative. Oh fuck! I thought the gun like he shoots the. Rocket launcher backwards on accident because he's an idiot, right? <laughs> Maybe I don't. I thought the Hulk killed him though because it. No, he like they had that CGI foam, so the Hulk's stuck in the. Oh, corridor, that's right. See, the foam looks like, cool too. Blast him like the one final nail in the coffin, like with this rocket launcher, and the guy fires it backwards and it bounces <laughs> off the wall behind him, and then into himself, and he like blows towards the screen, and then it has the comic book paddle. Like, that's right. That, you know, that, that can't actually be possible, right? Like the you would know because like the trigger's facing the wrong you direction. Think so. Yeah. Okay, all right. Maybe just... malfunction to shout the back. Yeah, then, and then the end where he gives all his Hulk power to his dad and he turns into like a jellyfish or something. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, like, I didn't know the Hulk had the power to like give his power to the people. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> that's, that's, in 2003, you... On special features, Ang Lee's talking about how they wanted to update the science of the Hulk, so it wasn't just about you know, gamma rays and he transforms, which also, but that, it is about gamma, like Photoshop filter of him getting hit by the camera. Yeah. Like, totally. The better. Oh yeah. Um, there's something. But yeah, you want to add the science of like nano robots. So like the power of the gamma rays activates the nano robots. Yeah. And, that his father was injecting him with. Yeah. Hey, right, look, it's it's over complicating something that didn't need to be. Yeah. 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 Cause we know what they found out with Avengers. All you have to do is have the Hulk kick ass. Yeah. And he, just have him being conflicted about being the Hulk. He's big and angry and green. That's the deal. I'm and always also, angry. But Jennifer Connelly, though. Just saying. She's all right. She's not very good at that movie. She's better than Liv Tyler. I'm not saying Liv Tyler's better. I'm just saying I, I'm fine with Jennifer Connelly in most things. Mm-hmm. So if you could take Jennifer Connelly and put her into The Incredible Hulk, 
The Incredible Hulk would be. Yeah, this week I'm going to watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so I'll dive back into The Incredible Hulk. I haven't seen it in a while. Liv Tyler does a, does a really good job. She's fine. But she's not Jennifer Connelly. I do know there's that sweet part where the Hulk kicks that one dude. <laughs> On those dogs, too. Oh, That's yeah. Weird. It's That's weird. terrible. Yeah. Yep. Um, cool. And then the last thing I saw is um, they had a vinyl marathon on HBO while I was in my hotel room. Um, so there wasn't much to do. I, I watched most of the episodes. There was like, you know, an hour for lunch and an hour for dinner that I like, missed. Like, you know, caught up with the next one, kind of pieced this up together. And that's a show, it's basically like Music Mad Men. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone... Nope. I know Olivia Wilde's in it and she's beautiful. I have. It's Scorsese. Where, well, well, he did the first episode. He's the producer, yeah. yeah. And Mick Jagger's the producer, so it's just, you know, it's... Is it any, HBO? Huh? Is it HBO? HBO? Yes. Yeah. It's like the requisite... Um, yeah. HBO show, but it's just it's music instead of, you know, mobsters. Actually, there's mobsters in the show. Uh, but it's, it's the same thing if we're, like, the main character guy, like, you know, does something to piss off his wife, and they break up, and... Uh, meanwhile, he's trying to, like, he does so much cocaine. <laughs> Bobby Cannavale... I swear, every shot he's in, he's doing a bump. Like, I mean, not in the first Well, episode, how do you know the lingo up, so well? Huh? Brad, are you doing a bump of coke? <laughs> I watch movies. <laughs> I'm educated to buy drugs yeah. through movies. <laughs> yeah, so, um, as the show goes on, you learn about his past. Like, he and Olivia Wilde uh, had partying days, and then they kind of sobered up, and now that he gets caught in a murder, so that's like the one more interesting thing than Mad Men, Ryan. Is it, it someone gets murdered? Yeah. Is Olivia Wilde naked in the, movie, the show? Yes. Okay, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Way naked, actually. So. Oh, score. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and she's also really cool. She's married to Jason Sudeikis, so she likes funny dudes. Yeah. So. So you got a show, so, James. If you could ever learn to be funny. Uh, no one will be more beautiful than my wife. <laughs> See, see, there's 195 percent, guys. Don't worry, I'm pretty sure she's gonna divorce you soon. So then you can. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, is it man. is it good? Is it worth watching? I was I was hooked. I mean, but it's, at the same time. Um, Wait, it's as good as Hook? Nothing's as good as Hook. Okay, <laughs> good. Nothing. No. Um, I was engrossed. Like I, I, you know, I anxiously want to see where the next episode would go. But a lot of the story stuff that's happening, I've seen before. You know, like like the main character going off. The wagon. Um, Is there an episode where he goes to California and then just walks into the yes. ocean? That's the part. No, of the wait, no, really. Well, they they went to L.A. first. Like, so the main thing is that they have this record Spoilers, label, right? Guys. He and his buddies, Ray Romano is one of his guys who are in on this record company, right? Okay. And uh, it's kind of going under because they don't have enough artists, or like the music's changing. Um, they've been doing things one way, like signing reliable people, and they want to. Uh, I think his name is Richie Fine Fury. What's his name? Uh, Richie Fine. Richie Fury. No, not Richie Fury. Anyway, <laughs> Richie's the main character. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got like, um, he's got like that. Uh, God damn. Mad Men main character John Hamm. Uh, Don Draper. Don Draper. He's got that like attuneness to like what is. The next big thing, sure, but he hasn't found it yet. Um, they uh, so they're searching for the next big thing, and then the rest of the guys in the company are trying to sell to Polygram. Um, and so after, and there these these guys from Germany who are going to buy the company and flux it with cash, and then business as usual. But uh, Richie wants to, you know, be sign the next wave of 
things. So eventually, like in his quest to find the next big thing, which is mostly the punk scene in New York, the okay. upcoming thing, um, he sabotages the deal, fucks everyone out of money, and then he has to like resort to, you know, he has some ties to the like his family's tied to the mob a little bit, or at least his dad is. Sure. So he likes resorts to making deals with them, um, and uh, yeah, it's all about like trying to keep the company afloat. Um, and then the one cool, one of the cool things is as certain scenes happen, they get someone who looks like famous artists like David Bowie or, um, <laughs> oh, your son is hilarious. a bunch of ashes. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Did that was, him? who knows? Him I, don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, you should totally shoot him in the space. Oh, that'd be good. Can you wait till after my segment's done? Uh, no, really bother you that much? Just ignore him. Yeah. It was cute. He just came running into the room with a belt like it was the coolest thing he'd ever found. <laughs> like, ah! Look what I got! See, one day you'll be excited about a belt. You did not bullshit. Move on. It's true. <laughs> not kidding. When uh, we were on the train and he was saying, he was trying to say fast, but it sounded like he was saying fuck. He's like, fuck, <laughs> fuck. So Bob Dylan, like people lookalikes are in the show. Uh, Andy Warhol, because Olivia Wilde, like she's mostly become like a housewife, but she's kind of falling back into like being a like modeling and photography. Yeah. Um. So like like a lot of that seventies sixties New York scene is playing into it. Uh. But yeah, they'll have. Uh, and I I swear if there can't be any music left from the sixties seventies because there's so <laughs> much music in the show, like they just it's scattered through so many scenes i'm just like oh what's what songs could possibly left be left for the season what are they gonna do for season two like there's so much famous music in it um it's crazy like i just but it is amazing what what they what they've managed to like how they've drawn out this idea yeah so cool um and then it ends with uh like they sign a punk band and they do really well um spoilers yeah <laughs> Maybe I want to watch it, asshole. Yeah. You told I mean, me Olivia Wilde's naked, and I'm watching it. Yeah, I was, I'm just like, that's not really a plot point that would be like, of course something has to what, what, yeah, what, epi- what episode over. is she naked in? Uh, I was <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to have to watch him. I'm going to say like six or seven. That's like how I felt how many hours have passed. Okay, thank you. Because they're all like an hour long. Sure. As per usual. Sure. Um, yeah. So... Cool. Um, yeah. All right. Is that it? Yep. Cool. He's, Zach? He's calling Reggie. It's really cute. Uh, what have you seen recently? Uh, I know what one of them is. Uh, I've seen a lot of things uh, since I've last been here, but um, in the last week, um, I sat down and watched The Thing by John Carpenter again. Nice. Um, you know, it's not my favorite John Carpenter film, obviously, but it's definitely in the, it's definitely one of the best films he ever made. Oh yeah. Exactly. Like, in his peak. Yeah. Um, I was amazed by some of the cinematography this time around watching it. Um, couldn't believe that they, uh, that, 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 so the opening of the movie is, um, a dog being hunted by the two, uh, skin, Norwegian, Norwegian, uh, Norwegian, uh, uh, scientists. And um, they're hunting it down. And I'm just like, that's a dark way to open this movie. And then you go right to the ending where it's just them sitting with each other, not knowing if one of them is the thing. Yeah. Like, it's dark to dark. Like, mm-hmm. nothing, it doesn't, 
it just there's no peak there, of happiness there, there's no whatsoever. levity in the film there's at all. nothing no. it doesn't let up like i i'd forgotten yeah. about that um yeah. i also got into a john waters kick um which is not uncommon wow. for me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, uh, so I watched the original Hairspray, which is, I forgot how dark that movie actually is and how it should not be for children. I, I've met and, Ricky Lake. I don't know if you know this. You have met Ricky Lake? <laughs> oh, dude, you oh, don't know so about this? that's awesome. Oh. I, I shouldn't say it. Because, <laughs> really? Well, because the thing is, you can... You can get sued for like lying on. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Great. Anywho, we'll have a, we'll tell you a really great story off the air. Anywho, um, I uh, I I loved it. I I I loved how they're like, it's so transgressive. Like it's it's just it's like John Waters movies are like that. Yeah. They're very they're they're very they're not exploitative. I call it I call it it's one step beyond that. Like into an extreme that no one goes to. Like, I can never get into John Waters. He's he, too goofy for me. He's he's goofy. He's disgusting. He's abhorrent, and it's lovely. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely lovely the way he g- goes a step too far. The way Warhol never would. And um, I, on that note, I also watched Crybaby, which uh, is my personal favorite of John Waters films. Hmm. Um. I love Johnny Depp in it. Um, I love uh, 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 the the atmosphere and the '50s setting, and I like the the opening shots are incredible. The way it's like all synced up, where they're getting their uh, in, their uh... <laughs> touch, Brad. <laughs> yeah, Brad. Yeah, touch my yeah. off. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Oh man. Um, and then the uh, last thing that I watched this week was um, uh, the 60s CNN series. Um, there's a lot of stuff about the 60s I did not know. <laughs> it's, really? pretty, it's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not as descriptive as I normally am. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I did watch one other thing. So I decided to sit down and watch Escape from New York again on Shot Factory. And I went through all the Shout Factory stuff. Uh, Screen Factory. Screen Factory. Well, it's the same company. Is it Screen uh, Factory? It is. So, oh, but, they're, right. but they're the same. I'm just giving you yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't, don't let him push you around. And um, uh, it well, led... I will, will, I will. <laughs> that movie's great. But it led me into watching Escape from L.A. And we talked about it in 96 at some point. Like I, I gave it props for being what mm-hmm. it is. I don't know if I can still say that. Face. <laughs> I was I was so it afraid you were gonna be like such a goofy fucking movie. <laughs> I was terrified right there that you were gonna be like, it's so good, guys. Like <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 the best John Carpenter movie. Like I know the thing is cool, but have you seen L.A.? Okay, like here's an example of like okay, the one thing I love about Escape from New York is is that in that movie Snake is so cool he doesn't need to prove that he's cool he yeah. just is cool in this second one we need an entire scene where he goes let's play a little bangkok rules don't don't shoot until this hits the ground <laughs> like, well, think, why do we need that scene like we already can, know he's a badass the thing i think they did with that movie is because he became such a cult figure and people have this idea of who he is mm-hmm. so it was kind of written into that movie that's that must be it because it, i think in escape in new york because i just recently watched it again i'm pretty sure he has like 10 lines of dialogue yeah 
And most of them are in that is in the scene where he's talking to Brain and Maggie exactly. about trying to figure out who the president is. Yep. <laughs> you want to know what they did to Fresno Bob? <laughs> <laughs> I love the answer. Have you ever heard the answer for what happened to Fresno Bob? Huh. Okay, so it's on it's on a Robert Rodriguez's director talk series on the El Rey Network. Mm-hmm. And in the interview, he asks what happened to Fresno Bob to John Carpenter, and he says he was gang raped in a prison. <laughs> <laughs> I do like John Carpenter, though. I love his uh, enthusiasm for film. Yeah. 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 He's damn good. Um, anyway, that's... What did uh, What did you think about Jungle Book? Oh, Jungle Book. I did watch that. Um, I really just want to talk about Jungle Book some more, so... <laughs> okay, so I have a very specific vision of Jungle, Jungle Book that I was expecting that I didn't get, but what I sure. got was still fine. Um Bill Murray is no Phil Harris, but no one is Phil Harris, so I kind of learned to deal with that. Um, same way that Ben Kingsley is not Sebastian Cabot. Um, it's a completely different thing. I had to get that out of the way. Sure. But it confused me in the beginning because they used the same musical score yeah, that from the beginning of the movie, so which I loved. I absolutely loved and adored that he created that homage to it. And then the way the movie kicks in with that chase sequence um, with Mowgli running through the woods – I thought it was just a great way to introduce a, a character and get us right off on the right track. Yeah. Um, that CGI is an amazing feat. Like, oh, yeah. it is absolutely yeah. incredible. Like, I could not believe that the kid, one, that the kid did as well as he did in front of that green screen, but two, that those animals looked as realistic as they did. If especially you go to uh, Disney.com, they have behind the scenes of that. And there's a really cool scene where, you know, the scene where Mowgli's being passed by the monkeys. Oh yeah. And they, uh, the, on Disney, they, sh- they have like a sliding screen and it's just dudes in green, like all green screen, green dudes in green suits, just like flipping that kid all the way down. It's what? It's, yeah. It's pretty cool. <sighs> Holy shit. Yeah. I would have just assumed that it was a CG Mowgli. Yeah. It, it's really cool. If you go to Disney.com, they show you all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I thought the, the songs were in the right places. So like they, 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 it didn't feel forced. Even my sister says that when we watched it together, my sister says that, uh, I want to be like you as forced in. And I'm like, no, it's not. He's scatting. He's just, yeah, he's just kind of getting into a groove. Like he's trying to Easter egg. I totally just got like, like three days ago when I was driving the cowbell, the cowbell. (laughs) They called King Louie with more cowbell. Oh, (laughs) wow. Yep. Uh, Okay. Spencer Kane pointed that out to me, and I was just like, are you serious? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I did not even realize. For those of you not aware, Christopher Walken famously did a sketch on SNL about more cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> more cowbell. I, I, actually, I think, I think his reading, too, of I Want to Be Like You is really good. Yeah, yeah it is. Because he, he went away from, you know, the King Louie in the cartoon where it's like, who me do? I want to be like you. It's like really upbeat. Yeah. His is a little more menacing. Oh, yeah, yeah, his is a yeah. lot more vill- villainous because yeah. he's supposed yeah. to be that well, even gangster. Like even the old Louis is supposed to be a gangster. He's a bad guy. Yeah, they, they, I think people forget that Louis is a villain because I was telling them when we were viewing it because kids our generation are used to Telspin where he's you know wearing a Hawaiian shirt and he's like, "Oh, I'm fun King Louis." No, I'm the original Jungle Book. He's gonna kill Mowgli. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's also because in in the in the animated version he's like. You know what he? You know he's actually a, a villain, mm-hmm. but at the same time he's he's behaving like a like a cool cousin gangster, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's not um, 
he's not, you know, uh, Robert De Niro in The Untouchables, yeah, yeah, yeah. where he's just all kinds of evil. And that's sort of what the Louis in this one is, where he's really more oh, yeah. menacing. But um, I, I think I just love Shere Khan. I love it. Oh, it's so cool. He, he is. I think he's scary. <laughs> yeah. He, he was, um, what's what's the, uh, it's the moment where he's talking to all the little cubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then he just puts his paw in front of the... One yeah, cut. just move, just moves a little, yeah. just to stop him, just for a second. Oh god! And you, like, it's all he has to do. Um, all he has to do. Oh, and I, I didn't mind the ending, but at the same time, it's uh, the thing. I, can, I don't know how you do that original ending because of the way that the animals are set up. Yes. So yeah. this this ending made sense. I agree. Yeah. Um, so and it'll be great when they show that scene in the sequel. Yeah. So. Anyway, cool. Um, so I'm, I'm one episode from, away from the end of Hannibal. So last week nice. I said I would finish it this week, but I, I, but I, I I'll, yeah, I'll talk about it next week. Schedule. Yeah. I'll talk about it next week. Um, I watched the first episode of the night manager, uh, which is the BBC show that then they brought over to the AMC. Um, it's a mini series starring, uh, Tom Hiddleston and Hugh Laurie, uh, and the, the woman from man from uncle, but not, uh, not, um, not, yeah, not Alicia Vikander, but the, the, the evil woman. Um, and basically, it tells the story of... Uh, apparently, Hugh Laurie has like owned the rights to this for years and really wanted to make it. Hmm. And by the time anyone was willing to like spend money making this show, he was really disappointed to be too old to play the main character. Hmm. Um, so Hugh Laurie plays this bad guy. Um, and Tom Hiddleston is the night manager of a hotel in... Um, in Egypt during the uprising a few years ago. Um, so they've, they've updated the story some because the book is some years old and the, uh, while he's, while this uprising is happening, basically he sort of gets in, in this first episode, um, he, he gets wind of this sort of conspiracy that's happening. He, um, he kind of starts this relationship with this woman who's who's staying in the hotel and she's staying with this sort of local villain whose family sort of runs the whole town. And um, and he beats her up at one point and so he, he wants to protect her. Um, and as he's sort of dealing with her and trying to figure out how he can he, he can save her, he's getting this information about you know, some, some like weapons trades that are going on. And he hands that information over to the, um, the British intelligence agency and sort of gets a relationship with them and kind of becomes like a a lead for them. He's not really a spy, but he's, he's giving them information, um, which causes some problems because then he wants to leverage that to help get this woman out of the country. Um, and some things go poorly and, and there, and Hugh Laurie is playing this guy who's, who's sort of a, like a Bill Gates level, like really rich guy that everybody in the world knows and everybody thinks is this amazing philanthropist. Um, but he starts to get wind that like, okay, clearly this guy is involved in, in some of this weapons trading and is actually a really bad dude. Um, and the cool thing about this movie or about the show, uh, like the moment that it hooked me is that there is this, there's this like Agatha Christie sort of moment when, you know, you've got this character and this character is sort of on the phone. This villain is on the phone and is underestimating the night manager because A, doesn't think he really knows anything about the situation, um, doesn't think that he speaks Arabic. And we've learned earlier that he's like learning how to speak Arabic from the from the from the cooks. Right. So it's this really cool sort of espionage moment of like, oh, like 
this guy thinks this, and Tom Hiddleston's just, like, standing there, like, like nothing major's going on, but you can tell, like, he knows exactly what the guy's saying and is picking up this information and he's piecing this stuff together. Um, and so even though he's, you know, he's just a guy who runs a hotel at night, um, he's, he's trying to, you know, sort of be this spy. Um, first episode's really cool. I'm really excited about the show. Um, it's only six episodes long, or seven, um, so I'll, I'll probably finish it this week and you talk about it. fun what? is to go on YouTube and search Tom Hiddleston impressions. Oh, it's oh, awesome. so good. He's have so you, have good. you seen his Chris Evans? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> his Owen Wilson's probably his best one, but his yeah. Chris Evans is really good. His Owen Wilson. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so good. Um, anyway, Dude, so Jamie, he's a, he's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a really fantastic show. Um, so definitely worth checking out. Um, and then the other thing that I want to talk about was, uh, well, I guess there's two more things. So, uh, I got a chance to see, uh, Dracula origins. Uh, Thank Dracula you for untold. Dracula untold, whatever. I literally wrote it down as Dracula origins. Um, and, uh, I, I watched this movie this week mm-hmm. and when I finished it, I was like, that wasn't so bad. That was kind of fun. It's been five days. I don't remember what happened in this movie. <laughs> like, but the funny thing is, like I told you, it's not a like a mess. No, it's, it's not. It's pretty fun. Yeah. So so it's basically, there. yeah. Like Vlad the Impaler is this guy, and he's the king of this little country. And um, his wife, who's the real pretty lady from eleven twenty two sixty three, uh, they've got a kid, and like the 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 dude who runs the whole region, um, the sultan. like his dude comes to to visit Vlad and is like, I need you to give me a thousand boys for my army. And and he's got that accent too. Mm -hmm. I need you to give me a thousand boys. (laughs) And, um, and, uh, he doesn't want to do it because he's like, well, I have to take care of my country. And then he goes to the Sultan because he and the Sultan are friends. He's like, no, don't do this. And the Sultan's like, when you're going to give me a thousand and one boys and the one boy is going to be your son. And he's like, I'm not going to do that's horrible. Um, (laughs) exactly how the dialogue. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so he takes out his sword and he fights some of the Sultan's dudes. And he's like, oh man, what have I done? Like I've started this war. This is terrible. So he runs up into the mountains because he knows that there's this monk. Because he knows there's a monster in the mountains. Because there's a scene earlier where he he's up there and it kills some Turks or whatever. Um, so there's this monster in the caves that kills Turks, and he goes the bad in there dude from Last Action Hero. Yeah, it's the bad guy from Last Action Last Action Hero. Charles Dance, um, right? but with a whole lot of like old oh, people makeup on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. Um, and so he he goes up there, and the, there's the there's the vampire in the cave. And the vampire's like, you don't, you don't, you you don't smell like fear. You smell like hope. So I'm gonna make you in a vampire. And there's all these weird rules of like, okay, you're gonna be a vampire for three days, and you're really gonna want to drink human blood. If you do, then you'll become a vampire forever. If you cannot drink blood for three days, you'll uh, you'll turn back into a human, right? But you'll get all these crazy magic powers where you can turn into a bat and you can like just kill people really well, easily and like. You'll be a, basically a one-man army it's for three days. Shitting on the Dracula mission. Sh- sure, but it's fun. Just play with. Just play I've, along. I've for seen a minute. the movie in the theater. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Good. So, um, Dali's powers. Stay away from sunlight, though. Yeah. So here's <laughs> but here's my here's my problem with the character is that what's he do? Uh, he goes and hangs around with his family and has sex with his wife and like She's of course hot. at that time he's he's like oh man I really want to bite you and I'm like three days I'm gonna go fight my war. And then when I'm not fighting and killing people, I, I'm gonna put myself you in know, a box. You take your mind off of stuff. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because what happens when his wife dies? 
Well, okay, oh, yeah, spoilers. his wife dies because he like keeps her around too much. Like, but then he should have taken her and been like, "You, you gotta go, you gotta go to your mother-in-law's house." I actually think the ending's badass because she's like, you know, drink from me and become immortal. Yeah, that, and then that he part, comes yeah. in and just like kills everybody. I'm like, it's, yeah, it's, awesome. it's like the setup for a cool for <laughs> well, a cool backstory. They're gonna do like the connected thing because even at the end, Charles Dance's character shows up again, and it's like, yeah. So all of a sudden, <laughs> that's the thing. The end of the movie sets up for a cool movie I want to see, where yeah, like Tom Cruise, this Dracula is in the modern day and he's got this backstory and then the lady from 112263 shows back up at the end and she's like her hair's cut short and she buys things at a farmer's market now and then yeah Charles Dance shows up and is like no now the fun begins because he said something early on of like someday I'm gonna come find you and you're gonna do me a favor which never shows up in the movie because that's gonna be in the sequel yeah um yeah, it's it's a real mess, um, and yeah. genuine. Like when we started this conversation, I didn't remember all those things. About yeah, I still think movie. it's a fun movie, though. I think it's way better than I thought yeah. it was going to be. Yeah, it's fun. I I would have loved to see the universe that they would have built off of it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that means now I got a Tom Cruise movie. But yeah, that <laughs> yeah, sure. that sounds better. Yeah, <laughs> or he's going to be running from like the mummy. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I want him to run away Dude, from things. What if he fights the mummy and the mummy goes to punch him and he grabs a bandage and he just runs down a hall and he starts unwinding the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay to see that. And then he runs into a door on one side of the hallway and pops out the other side of yep. the hallway. Oh, and as he gets the end, he just takes off the mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was the old man in the barn the whole time. <laughs> uh, and then the very last thing I saw was I got a chance to go see Green Room. Oh, cool. Um, which is the movie from the guy who directed Blue Ruin, yeah. which we saw two years ago. Um, sort of similar kind of style of a film. Uh, basically, it tells the story. It's set in the modern day. Um, which is important for some of the elements I'm about to tell you. Um, so it's a it's a punk rock band, and they're driving around, and because it's the modern day, they can't ever get a gig anywhere, so they mm-hmm. don't have any money, and they're like siphoning gas from cars that they drive by. And so they go to this guy, and the the next gig they were going to play has fallen apart, and he's like, well, look, I got this cousin. He lives in like the next town over. You can go play at his place. Um, I'll call ahead and he'll let you play and you'll make like 350 bucks and you'll be good, right? So they go over there and it's like this neo-Nazi bar that's run by uh, Patrick Stewart, and the head of the neo-Nazis. And um, so they play their gig. Uh, but <sighs> So, man, you if you can see this movie at the Alamo, you totally should and make sure you get there 30 minutes early because the, like, the pre-show taught me things about punk rock and like played some music that I'd never heard before. That was really important to like understanding some homages that are in the film. So it was really cool. Um, so they play a few songs and they piss off the crowd and then there's some moshing that happens. Uh, and as when they're done with the show and they're going to leave, um, one of them like forgets their phone and he, they run back in to get the phone and in the green room, someone has been murdered. And now he's seen it, so now the neo-Nazis like grab up the whole band and put him in this room and lock him in the room. And then it's just a pressure cooker of a movie from then on, right? And this is what I've told you is the first 15, 18 minutes of the movie, right? Like that all happens really quick. And then now we're locked in this room. And you got neo-Nazis outside that want to kill you and the kids are inside and they're just trying to figure out how to survive. And it's an absolutely brutal film. Um, was tougher to watch than I would even say The Revenant was for me. Um, it's It uses gore in really effective ways. You'll see things that you're like, oh shit, like 
that that that's real. Like, the, the, unfortunately, that actor I li- I really like no longer has a fucking arm because I just watched horrible things happen to him. Um, and but what's really great about it is that where you know it, it it is sort of a like it's not a torture porn movie and it's not like a regular horror revenge film. Um, because a, it's a really well written script that's really well directed, and he does a great job of showing you certain things, like showing you little pieces of gore, um, and sort of doing it casually at first. The old Spielberg trick, and then not showing it to you after that, right? Mm-hmm. So like once he shows you little pieces of things, like you know, okay, you see a person get mauled by a dog, and you see them get mauled by a dog, and you're like, oh god, I never want to be around a dog again. And then when there are dogs in the, in the scene again, you don't see anything. You're just terrified of dogs. And so it's that kind of stuff that's just so effective here. Um, and I think that the way that the script is written and the, and the characters that he gives you are, are really interesting. I want to watch the movie again because I think there's, there's more going on. And I think there's something more to take away from this than just like, hey, here's a fun <laughs> – fun in quotes um, – like brutal horror film, because um, I, I even hesitate to call it horror. It's just tough to watch. Um, it is really good if if you watch the trailer and you're like, yeah, I want to go see something that's tense and 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 gory and <laughs> pretty uh, pretty suspenseful. Yeah, yeah oh, it's yeah. it's totally a thriller. Yeah, um, because you know, anytime you've got that locked room kind of a story. Um, but man, there's, I think that's the other thing is that when there's gore, it is, it it is very casual. It's like, you'll just start seeing something and you're like, wait, 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 wait. this isn't, it's not, it's not chopped up or cut or like, it doesn't feel like gore in a normal horror movie. And it's almost not even shocking. It's just like, oh, well now this is, is true. Or now this is happening. Um, it, which is kind of the way, I mean, you remember Blue Ruin. That's the way yeah. that, like, there was some gore in Blue Ruin where you're like, like, oh, like, shit. I'm like, oh, when I saw it at the time, I was like, it's okay. You know, yeah. now I feel like I have to see it again because yeah. maybe I missed something in it. Yeah. Well, but, and that that movie is much quieter and slower, whereas this is not. This is a a really well-paced film with a lot really of stuff going see on. It. Yeah. Lousy wife had to go on vacation. This <laughs> um, you should definitely get a chance to like, yeah, maybe try to find it when she goes to sleep. Yeah. Or take her. She'll really like it. Um, <laughs> Do I have to tell you the Rob <laughs> t-shirt story again? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, um, so a lot of the plot is when the kids go back, get the phone, like they lock themselves in the room or the no, no, no. Keep no, them there until they figure out what they want to do with them. Sorry, so the um, like when he pops his head into the room to get the phone that they left, in the room is the dead body and some neo Nazis, and the, the, it's the green room of the place. So it's not yeah. like they, they, you know, it's not like they're already out the door. They're just in the hallway, right? So once he pops his head in, then the neo Nazis around the place just just corral them back into the room, and now here they are stuck in this room with a couple neo Nazis and a dead body. And you know, like are they trying a, to convince them, like to I, be quiet, or are they, like what are they trying to decide amongst themselves? Like we just kill these guys too? Ah, uh, you should see the movie. Okay, you you have hit the nail on that. Question is the nail on the head, okay. um, especially for the first act. Right? Is like, okay, are we going to survive this? Which I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you know, like things are gonna go bad, but it doesn't go bad the way you expect it to necessarily. Um, 
Like maybe even having seen the movie, maybe there's a chance that things wouldn't have gone this way. Um, you know, or maybe I'm just saying that so that there's some question in your mind when you see the movie so that you enjoy the movie. Um, but either way, um, you, then. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that is a part of the tension is sort of that question of, okay, are we waiting here for the cops or are we waiting here while they clean up the crime scene so we can go? Like, what are we waiting for? Um, so. It just seems like the neo-Nazis are so bad. I, I fully expect them to, like, once they... Put them in ovens. Murder, what? <laughs> yes, put them in ovens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. They just well, kill them right away. So here's the I thing. Mean, they killed one guy. Everybody's... Uh, who said it was a guy? Everybody's talking about Patrick Stewart in the movie, and he is fantastic. But he's not fantastic in, like... I think people are expecting that he's like, oh, man, you want to see Patrick Stewart chew scenery. Like, it's not that at all. It's still Patrick Stewart. And... He's not terribly racist. He's is he like hanging from a ceiling and he drops on somebody. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, he's never yelling about whales mm-hmm. or or smashing up his little ships. Um, no. Yeah, he um, the the chilling, scary thing about him and why he's so good in the movie is actually because he seems very real. He's he plays the role as a guy who has this problem on his hands of now there's a dead body and some people who know about it and he's just trying to figure out how to solve it so he can get back to what he wants to do, which is, you know, help the white race to succeed over other races. But but that's not a big deal. Like, he just wants, you know, wants to make some money selling dope to, to white kids or whatever. He wants to protect them from the black dope. His first plan was like, okay, I gotta buy a bar, run the bar, hire bands. <laughs> yeah. Step well, two keep down <laughs> he's not he's not the guy he's not the guy actually the guy from blue ruin is the guy who runs the bar he's the guy who runs the neo-nazis right so he they go get him when shit goes bad right so he comes in and then he's just this calm-headed like this is how we're going to solve the problem and i just want to get this done right so that i can go back to my job step one partner with the guy who runs the bar <laughs> step two Oppress the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Don't let them in. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I think it's really good. Step one: part of the guy who went to bar. Step two: put a sign on the door that says "No black people allowed." Step three: white supremacy. Profit. <laughs> oh, terrible. Yeah, but that's it. That's that's how. Oh, just done my part. <laughs> That's how it just. Oh, I've been doing clan rallies for years. It's basically easier. <laughs> Burning stuff, like uh, wearing cloaks. Come on, right? Buy a bar. Like, <laughs> bar. Sound Bartender like sounds better than Grand Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Who's being shit faced? <laughs> and that's why racism is stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, Patrick Stewart's really good. You should check out Green Room. What's coming out on Blu-ray? Ignition sequence start. Whoa, DVDs.
Do you remember the fifth wave? Yeah, it came out in January. I don't remember. Like, I, I, yeah, I thought that this movie came out forever ago. Oh, I like the fourth wave better. <laughs> um, that's the movie where Chloe Moretz. <laughs> Chloe Moretz is like. Chloe Moretz is in a city at aliens or something, and who knows? Uh, do they shoot? Do they have lightning guns or something? I don't. I don't, I don't know. Remember. Whatever. It was a weird thing. I guess, uh, my my. So when movies like that come out. My barometer is my niece. My Taylor, my niece Taylor reads all those books. Yeah, and she told me the book was stupid. So then I won't watch it. She says that about all those books. No, except for Hunger Games. She likes Hunger Games, Harry Potter, um, the she, Maze Runner. She liked. Oh, okay. She didn't like Allegiant or whatever. What you like? Yeah, that one was good. <laughs> um, the Maze Runner three, the death of the Maze Runner is uh, postponed. Yeah, that, that, heard that kid got like totally messed up. Yeah, poor guy. Um, Joy. I like Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, she's good. Um, Independence Day is getting David a re-release. The greatest director in the last ten years. Wow, I can't even believe you 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 actually said that. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. so great, and his scripts are so witty. The way he gets performances out of actors is second to none. <laughs> I really like how he shits all over the talent that, that he gets to work with. I don't him. know. He's got Bradley Cooper to work with him and Jennifer Lawrence from four straight movies. Clearly they haven't watched the movies that he's made with him. Um, yeah, Independence Day is getting a cool Blu-ray re-release. The Welcome to Earth edition. God. <laughs> <laughs> snap, 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 snap on a roll. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling it this week. Clint Eastwood's True Crime gets a Blu-ray release. So, not a bad film. There you go. Uh, not, but most certainly not the best film in Clint's oeuvre. <laughs> Is it uh, better or worse than Clint Eastwood's City Heat? Better. Okay. Oh, City Heat. Oh, God. Well, well, City Heat's a travesty of a film. <laughs> well, that's too bad, because for nine ninety nine you can get it on Amazon this week. And I wouldn't pay a penny. Yeah. Well, how, do you know? <laughs> how do you know it's a bad film? It has only two stars on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't pay a, I wouldn't pay a pay penny. For that movie again. And I own the movie. So. Ryan, have you ever heard of the show Airwolf? Nope. I've never. There's 79 episodes of this nice. show. Good for that. Um, it, it basically Brad's looks. Brad's nodding his head. Brad's heard of it. You know about Airwolf? I've never watched it, but I mean, there's even an NES Hey, game. hey, hey. We do, a, oh, we do an, an audio game. podcast. <laughs> there is an NES game of Airwolf. Yeah, there's an NES game of it. Uh, I haven't seen the show, but like it was one of those, like I don't know, during the time of. The A team and stuff, right? Oh, totally. Oh, totally. New kind of weapon. The main guy's new kind of hero. The main guy has MacGyver's haircut, and the bad um, guy has an eye patch. No, it's it's one of those cool pairs of glasses where one glass Ooh. is black and the other one. So it's not an. It's like a modern eye patch. It's very cool. Airwolf podcast network is a pun on Airwolf. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Um, it looks like it's it's like Knight Rider, but with a helicopter, yeah, which actually seems less practical. Airwolf. Yeah. Oh, the helicopter's Airwolf. I think so. I think so. Uh, or, I mean, or they're the, 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 the team. The helicopter is getting top billing on the box art. <laughs> that is true. That is true. The cover is the, the the helicopter. And then like some little, hey, here's some pictures of some dudes. Uh, no, it's, um, shit, what is that guy? Um, man. Uh, oh, yeah, no, it is Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, yeah, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. Doppler effect. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, too sexy for this shirt. Uh, basketball, anybody? <laughs> Is this on? Hello? Yep. Cooper, now that we're alone. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Sparks has a new Blu-ray called The Choice. That sounds like all his movies. Um, oh, eh, Ooh, yeah. Uh, Top Gun's getting... This is a steelbook, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top Gun's getting a steelbook edition. I know, it's badass. It's Tom Cruise in front of a 
American flag. If I didn't have the metal pack one, I would totally get that. I think it's funny that it's the 13th anniversary edition. I think it's the 30th. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm dyslexic It's today. called Reading Top to Bottom, Left to Right, A Group of Words Together is a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Easy Rider gets a Criterion Edition. Oh, that's a cool cover, um, too. Yeah, it is really cool. I don't like it. Yeah, the movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, my parents had me watch that once, and they, yeah. for, they forget about the fact that there's like a 35-minute long, like, druggy sex orgy in the middle yeah, of that movie. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. The greatest cover art so far this year. Ted versus The Flash, The Ultimate Collection. Versus Flash Gordon. Yeah, whatever. As Ted is being the merciless son. I think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, so it's Ted, Ted 2, and Flash Gordon. Yep. This is so silly. When you told me about that a couple weeks ago, I was like, really? Hey, is how can we thing? double dip? It, it, it looks really good, though. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Someone spent a lot of time making that. Box Get our double dip department, department on this. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we can't move these Flash Gordon DVDs. You know, when I watched uh, Electric Boogaloo, the story of canon films all i wanted to watch was charles bronson movies <laughs> like the bad ones yeah where they're like he didn't even like doing them but then he's just shooting drug dealers with huge guns i'm like that's awesome <laughs> all right so the <laughs> i've seen the trailer are you really yeah oh, okay so this week uh we also have the release of the sharkansaw women's prison massacre that's like arkansas but with sharks See, that'd be perfect and for a shit show reviews. It would. Man, I haven't watched a bad shark movie in so long. <laughs> you should watch the trailer. They also have, It's a Scream Factory release. So you can go on ScreamFactory.com <gasps> and see the trailer and a bunch of like clips from the movie. This is a Scream Factory release? I don't know if there's... Scream Factory puts out horror films yeah. uh, that they buy, obviously. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's any special features, though. I'm just saying, like, this, this is terrible. No, what are you talking about? That's just some, like, Discovery Channel Great White Shark that they photoshopped onto uh, yeah. box. And and to make it even worse, like, this isn't, like, the best shark ever. Look how he's missing a tooth. Like, this is the <laughs> least dangerous of the sharks. <laughs> they should, the trailer is this woman is, uh, like, I don't know what she's doing in the swamp. It looks like she's going to take a bath. I don't know what she's doing. Probably. But then they have a shark with the Most worst of these CGI, like, uh, dorsal fin coming. And it doesn't make sense because they also do a POV of the shark, you know, because everyone rips off jaws. Yeah. And so there's a POV, and the water is maybe, like, two feet deep. But the shark is huge. I mean, what the hell is – they're not even trying. <laughs> I have to read this. I'm so excited. When a fracking environmental accident <laughs> – I can't even get through the sentence. When a fracking environmental accident rips apart the Earth's crust. Wait, is that what? <laughs> Shit. The resulting hole lets out prehistoric sharks from underground. Like you do. The sh- That's like Tawana. The sharks target a group of women and trap them in a cabin. Nothing to do with a prison. Nothing to do well, with a women's prison. In a- Cabin, couldn't that be your prison? Uh, I'm just saying, if you Work name play, it, James. <laughs> Sharkansaw Women's Prison Massacre. I think you're going to have... Sharkansaw isn't a real word, so I don't think they really care about the prison. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you name the title that, or the movie that, I expect you're going to have a women's the prison... The sharks come through, like, the yes. water filtration system? Yes. Oh, you snap. have a women's prison where then, like... Wait, their the women's on... prison is underwater, like... No, no, no. So, like, you have a fracking accident. Resident Evil. And yes. so, and so, the building is the same, but like the the foundation breaks through, oh, it falls. and so it falls through into oh, a sinkhole. Shit. 
And so there's sharks, sw- and then it floods somehow, and now there's sharks swimming around in the women's prison. And they have to climb to the top of the gun tower. Yes. And the water's slowly rising. Because now you not <laughs> only have to escape prison, like in a normal prison movie, but you have to escape the sharks in prison. Sweet. And Gold. then how, how they get out at the end is so the water's at the very top, and there's a barbed wire fence, and then... The lady's like, I'm going for it. She runs across the shark's backs like Frogger. And <gasps> the top. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, yes. Scream Factory, just call me. Seriously. The prison floor collapsed because uh, they let the budget cuts get, get to be too much. <laughs> yes, and the yeah. warden's greedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically Orange is the New Black, only with sharks. Or lockup. There, or... there has to be a, a scene where the warden is in like in his office counting money because all the money he saved through, yeah. <laughs> through cheap uh, floors and then his door just bursts open with a bunch of sharks. With water and sharks. Yeah, yes. waters and sharks rushing <laughs> yeah. in. There's nothing that'll ruin my perfect day. <laughs> yeah. And he has to have a big like cowboy gallon hat. Oh, oh, oh. And there's a mad scientist who's been experimenting on the women in the prison and he's got sharks and stuff and he, like, he's got mad science shit going on too. So he ends up like kidnapping a shark and then like Trying to figure out how to the shark yes. with women, and then he makes Prisoners a shark woman, shark prison woman. Hybrid. Yes, oh, shark uh. prison women hybrid. Yes, because they're the ultimate killing machines because they're so smart, and and the women's and they're sharks. And the only women that he experiments on is serial killer women. So he yes, the sharks mix oh. with the, the serial killers. <laughs> it's like Charlize Theron's monster, but with a shark for a head. <laughs> yes. One of them, it like is the friend of another woman, like the main. <laughs> woman prisoner like we're, like we're following her story and then they take her friend and they like Blanca and Street Fighter <laughs> and experiment on her and then yes. she comes back later and she has to like kill her and so she she's, doesn't want to do it but she has to she's fighting through the, the, the sharks and stuff to, through the prison to get to it because she knows like I gotta get to the lab to save my friend and when she gets there her friend stands up and has a fin, and you're like, oh no! And then she turns around, and she's like a street shark. Yeah, she's, she's just like she's just the head of a shark sewn onto a woman's yeah, body. Here's the thing, guys: is all the other sharks are like tiger sharks, you know, thresher oh, sharks, but she's the great white. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And oh, she can man. still talk, so she opens her mouth, and she's like, Barbara, <laughs> why did you come for me, Barbara? Yeah, you don't have to do this. I do. I hunt. Yes. <laughs> Oh, and she was like an Olympic swimmer before she murdered and got mm-hmm. went sent to jail. Yep. So she's a really effective. Shark. No, no, the hero can't be a murderer. She has to be framed for the. Murder. No, I mean the shark, the great white shark. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. The hero's got to be afraid of water. And the hero framed. can't swim. Oh, you know what it could be? Is she comes home and her kids are drowned in the bathtub. And so she's afraid of water, what? and she gets framed. Oh, shit. Her, her husband did it. Her husband she, did it. She gets blamed. She gets blamed for it. And her and husband is the lab assistant? Oh, man. <laughs> and when she's in jail, she starts doing all the taxes and the finances for the prison, so she knows that all of the ground money has gone all, all the money to keep the foundation of wow. the building we up, just re- right? And then so she, the has to, she, has to sneak out, she has to sneak out through the sewage system. With she, sharks following her? Yes, with sharks. Yeah, tiny little sharks. Mm-hmm. Piranhas. Does anybody here have Roger Corman's phone number? Seriously. <laughs> Oh, I'm so disappointed. Life is in a minnow's tail. <laughs> the last shot, she's just standing up with her arms in the air and there's rain falling down. She's escaped the prison. <laughs> this is also much sharks. better than just women in a cabin in a swamp. Yeah. Jeez. Copyright Real Nerds Podcast. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Well, that's Stevie's this week. 
Uh, this week we went and saw Keanu. James, should people see Keanu? Yeah, Keanu's pretty funny. Uh, if you if you see the trailer and you're like, yeah, I want to see a Key and Peele movie where they really like a cat named Keanu, then yeah, that's exactly what this movie is. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. It's got some, like, there's some times when the pacing's not as good and jokes that aren't as funny as others, but yeah, I had a good time, you know. Zach? This is the funniest movie I've seen this year. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Hunt, uh, Winter's Tale? Or Huntsman 2, Electric Boogaloo? No, I haven't seen Huntsman. Well, then you haven't seen the funniest movie of the year. Huntsman 2, Amazing Huntsman 2. No, I haven't seen that yet. No, um, Keanu was a hell of a lot of fun, and I furthermore think that Key and Peele need to be doing more movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to see them do more movies. Not not a Keanu 2 or anything. I want to see more of them teaming up for movies. Mm-hmm. I, I'm actually with James in this one. I thought the movie was funny, but I thought it had pacing problems. Yeah. Um, some of the scenes went on too long, but I mean, overall, I think it's fun. I, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say if you like Key and Peele, you'll like it, because yeah. Key and Peele as a show, I think, is similarly like, oh, yeah, I agree. like hit or miss. I've only sometimes. seen a couple of them. Yeah. And I really like Key and Peele, but, I mean, their first skit is a skit that I'm like, okay, after about two minutes of this, I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah. Let's move along. And the movie does, does some similar things from time to time, but I, I still enjoy it. Yeah, so here's the trailer. Hey, man. How are you? How are you doing? Nothing makes sense anymore. Are you okay? Daisy broke up with me. gonna be okay if you're right clarence i want you to meet keanu no <laughs> oh my god that's the cutest guy i've ever seen in my life why is your door open keanu keanu i'm sorry oh what's up bro i'm here because my place got broken into is anyone shady come by here i mean the 17th street blips the 17th street blips okay where are they 17th Street. Let's just go check it out. What's the worst that can happen? One beer, please. I'll take a white wine spritzer. Clarence, Clarence, Clarence. Yeah. Clarence. Yeah. What? You can't talk like that here. Then we really are in trouble because you sound like John Ritter all the time. Well, I beg to differ, nigga. Went straight to the N-word. You That's niggas nice. in the right okay. place? Yeah, we in the right place, nigga. Oh. Every day I'm hustling Cheddar's got Keanu. We in the market right now for like a gangster pet, so. The fuck? I am not breaking the law. We just feed him some bullshit about New Jack City and we get Keanu. You ain't never seen nobody get killed before? I seen people get killed before. Oh, come on, man. Keanu needs you. I need you. Where are you? Shit. What do you think my idea fun was? Why are you talking to me like that? I, I talk like that sometimes. Why you drive this weak-ass van? You want to never get pulled over again? You drive an inconspicuous family vehicle. Ain't no thing. what we got here. What the fuck is this? Oh, shit, niggas. This my shit right here.
Yeah. Anyway. I, um, I didn't even ask if you saw Keanu and say, no, you didn't, motherfucker. <laughs> what I love about this film is that it is unapologetically apologetic to action movies. Yeah. yeah. And as much as that, like, we're now in spoiler territory. Yeah. The, at the end, they go to jail. <laughs> Yeah, and I love that they go to jail because that nobody was, ever pays for their crimes yeah. in action movies. I would 100% agree with you. Yeah. I, I absolutely love it. Like, fine. Oh, yeah, that's right. All that stuff I did. <laughs> yeah. I, but I would say that's probably the smartest moment. of Like, that is the one time when the movie is really intelligent about what it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, the movie is, I mean, it's pretty much the premise is that, uh, what's his name? Rafe? Ralph? Ra- Rel? Rel. 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 Uh, is depressed because his girlfriend broke up with him, and uh, this cat that was a drug lord's cat that escaped an asset like a murder. The cutest little cat. <laughs> yeah, uh, runs to his cat. house, and so he's like, "I can love again," and he takes pictures of the cat in movies uh, set up, which is pretty funny. It should have all been Keanu movies. Though. It should have been. Yeah. It should have just been him. Like, here's here's the cat in The Devil's Advocate. But you but know what I notice about him? They're all Warner Brothers movies. Oh, it's, yeah. it's unclear if he even knows who Keanu is as a character, because he says, I think it means the rising wind. That's yeah. true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the movie's just really dorky. I mean, um, it's... The whole movie hinges on the ability of uh, Key and Peele to play off of each other. Yeah. And I think they do it really well. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a really... The, the scene where they um, they go out and see the Liam Neeson's movie. And <laughs> Substitute <laughs> teacher? <laughs> I, I, I can't believe he wasn't in the film. But anyways, yeah. uh, they're driving back and they're talking about... Um, He's listening to George Michael, which was like the longest running joke in the film. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, you got to play this stuff. And it's like, fuck the police. And then the police pull up and he turns it way down and he waves at him. Man, look at him go crazy on him. It's funny because I think you just sort of hit it on the head that the, the my least favorite parts of this movie are actually the parts where they're not together. Right? So like the first well, time... I like the part when he's explaining who George Michael is to the gangsters. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> so, so that's actually the exact scene I was going to, which is... That was the first time that I was like, oh, this has some pacing issues. Because I felt like we were – those two guys were in those two scenes separately forever. And it was really they – yeah. they were always entertaining. Well, I, I didn't think the Anna Ferris scene worked very well. The, I, that's the a, only scene in the yes. movie I was uh, unclear as to why we needed it. I, I don't think we, it works well, very well as a scene. I think that the Anna Ferris joke is fantastic. When yeah. he looks at her and says, like, I love you in House Bunny, and I realized it was actually supposed to be Anna Ferris, I was like, oh, this is great. But yeah, then, like... it's fine, but, like... But it, it, it goes yeah, on. Like, for, the, it goes on yes, too long. And I Agreed. think the part with them in the car is funny when he's trying to Absolutely, say yeah. how, you know, George Michael is, like, a, a light black guy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's light-skinned, yeah. And then, you know, it comes back he's when he's six. Yeah, it comes back. He's like, he didn't even have... A, he probably even had a father figure. <laughs> yeah. like, I cannot comment on that, whether or not... <laughs> I mean, that stuff's really funny, and I think they play off each other really well. But, yeah, yeah I, it, the pacing issues... Because you told me it was a short movie. It felt way longer than it actually oh, was yeah. to it's, me. It's 100 yeah. minutes, yeah. And, I mean, the movie's still fun, though. I didn't... Uh, I laughed at some parts. Uh, I don't think uh, the guys are really funny. Um, Henry yeah. and I saw it together. We could not stop giggling. Yeah. <laughs> like it was from point A to point Z, nonstop laughter. You know, I, the, my my actually the part I think I laughed the most at is not. I'll just have, I have to do the setup. So he's talking to his wife, and you find out that his wife went away for the weekend, 
and her friend tried something on him. And then he goes upstairs and he has that freak out with the drug dealer. Yeah. He's like, this house going down, motherfucker. You're going <laughs> to give us this cat. We don't play. Yeah. And <laughs> so good. It's great because I love the, I do love the dual roles of them, you know, being nerds and then trying to be hardcore. Shark yeah. tank and tectonic. Yeah. Tonic. Shark tank. And there's so many, like, there are a lot of nods to sketch sketches that they've already done, like Liam Neeson or, or um, uh, I mean, the whole movie is sort of a combination between the 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 joke about how if you you like two if two black guys are on the street like on the cell phone next to each other they're going to talk differently than when they talk walk away and they're on their own mm-hmm. um, like that whole thing of them s- switching back and forth between like here's my thug voice yeah and here's hey, he even does that on the phone with his wife at mm-hmm. one point like that is already a sketch um, and then the like Shark Tank is from is from another one of theirs where there's a guy named Shark Tank. Um, so it's full of a lot of homages like that, but they're I think they're still funny, even though they're things I had seen before. They're still really funny in the movie. I uh, feel like it's a good entry point for those who don't know what Key, who, what the Key and Peele show was. Well, yes, I mean I didn't. I've seen only like obviously I've seen the Liam Neeson's joke yeah. all the time, and I've only seen a few sketches. But I mean, I, I mean it was pretty funny. I, you know the part where they said, "I heard you did a backflip," and <laughs> you shoot him and he runs and does a backflip. Just like dorky things like that, yeah. I think are really clever. Um, yeah, that was a that was a good moment. You know how much he cares about that cat, and I actually laughed pretty hard when the cat was hanging on the hood when he like shot out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like, Meow. It's, it, the cat slow mo shot. Yeah, his action scene with because Luis Guzman is in the movie, and he uh, and the cat just goes up and just starts hitting on Luis Guzman's face. Yeah, and um, you know Keanu Reeves does voice the cat at one point. Yeah, at one point it, it's the honestly. That was the, out of everything in the movie. I thought that was the dumbest. Oh yeah, the whole the whole like, drug sequence. I was sequence. just kind of like, oh, he's yeah. just kind of there. I mean, I I thought it was funny though when he was trying to do the dances with George Michael. Yeah, you know, yeah. When he's talking to him, and he says, "Oh, I can't do the turn. I can't do the turn." He does the turn right on time. I think it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I always haven't. I always usually have issues with movies when they hallucinate because they do drugs. Yeah. Because it's trying to elicit a laugh, and I don't think it's that funny. Well, I mean, it's. It, I would say it can be no, good because, like, like I, 21 Jump Street yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Put but there's another layer. Like, yeah, there's fine. another layer there. And here it's just, like, like you go into the sequence and, okay, I get it. Yeah. Here's, here's George Michael. But we're still there with George Michael. Yeah. Right? Like, you, it doesn't it doesn't progress or grow or change or anything Yeah, that's like what I mean. That. That's where the pacing issues bothered me in the film. Yeah. Because once it starts going, it's going, it's going, it's going. And you think they have, you know, this, obviously this uh, issue with each other. And then he smokes, holy shit, and then he comes out of whatever trip he is, and they're, they're fine again. And yeah. so there's some weird um, things. And again, it's nothing with the performers. I thought they were really funny. Yeah. Um, I thought all the uh, co-stars were game. Um, it, was, yeah. it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. One of the problems with this movie is that you can't quote most of the lines because yeah. they all have the N-word in them. Yep. It's really, it's frustrating. I got in the car and I was like, oh, I can't say any of the funny things that I heard. Because <laughs> I'm white. This is racist. <laughs> Man. Yep. What a... So, uh, yeah. I mean, it works. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, there's worse ways you can spend your afternoon. Absolutely. It's one of the most fun, I've, one of the mo- some of the most fun I've had so in movies this year. why do you think it works so well for you? <sighs> I like wacky off the wall 
like sure. just not giving a shit about plot sometimes, not giving a shit about structure, and just kind of like going with the flow. Yeah. Just kind of like, what am I seeing? This is what I get. Um, for me, it's Key and Peele's dynamic. I think that's what makes it a, such a strong film. And the more I think about it, the more I realize I haven't seen a movie with a good team up since 21 Jump Street. I haven't. There hasn't been a film like with a good comedy team that's come out in a while. And I, um, so I, th- I think that like the scene when when they are going to get tortured by the what are they the Al, Al, Allentown. Allentown yeah the Allentown yeah, who is also key and right so you've got the scene with four of them in it um, and that whole sequence and, and <laughs> them like freaking out and shooting the guys and like actually I think the part the where he's talking about is like I can get you on a, uh, to go see some Congress c- committee, he's like going on. He's like, I think I was John Kerry. Oh my god, I think it's working. Yeah, like they're, they're, <laughs> they're like they're pulling chemistry. out the different knives, and he's just like, Oh my god, what kind is that? <laughs> yeah, their whole chemistry there is just fantastic. Um, <laughs> when they shoot those guys, he's like, One, two, and he just blows them away and empties his clip. Like, I thought we were going on three. And then they pop back up and he wastes them too. But I, I, I love the running joke of like, Oh man, we just killed those guys. No, no, we no, no, yeah. no, you. You yeah. killed him, them. You, yes, in the, in the legal sense. Yeah. <laughs> you hit on why I like this film because it, it, it is uh, it it is about two idiots, and I'm attracted to films about idiots. <laughs> so naturally, I was going to be attracted to this kind of film. But that moment where they just straight up kill those two, the the Allentown boys, I was just like, oh god, they committed murder. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're going to prison at the end of well, this Thursday. There's always like stupid jokes that I laugh at that nobody else does in the theater. Where, you know, at the end of the movie, Keanu is talking to him and his girlfriend. Goes, I got bad news. Oh. He's going to be a kitten forever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really funny. And that's <laughs> the one oh yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, did you guys stay for the after credit scene? I no. did. I did. Oh. It, 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 it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. The, the yeah. Allentown boys. Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Um, next week, we're seeing Civil War, Spider-Man. Yeah, we... Wait, no, that, that's not what it's called. What? It's not called Civil War, Spider-Man. I don't know what you've been reading, but... Uh, I've been reading the title... I've been reading the posters. No, I, it's, Iron Man, Civil War. Yeah, no, it's, no. it's totally no. a Captain America movie. Uh, when thank you. you. Uh, when you watch the trailers, I'm like, oh, this is a cap movie. Don't, don't take this from me. No, it's it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it is. You know when I, I love when I, – I know, you know, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't matter, but I love when I know a movie I'm going to love. I don't even – I know I'm going to love it. I don't care. Yeah. And everybody else loves it. Like, yeah. As, as the buzz is starting to come out, I'm like, oh, good. Like, people aren't coming out of – like – you know, when The Last Avengers came out, and you got this mixed reviews of like, okay, well, this stuff is good, and this isn't, and I was like, oh, okay, great, like, this is going to be sort of what I expected. Like, all right, it's an Avengers film, there's going to be some fun stuff, it's probably a little bit of a mess, because there's a, there's too much shit in it, but whatever, it's, it'll be cool, cool. And that's what I got. Mm-hmm. With this one, like, oh, you're not hearing Spider-Man's at all. It. Yeah, 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 Spider-Man's in it. Did you know that, that Marvel has full creative control over the new film? <laughs> The internet just found out this week. I know. I, when I when I because uh, it had an interview with Kevin Feige and it's like Kevin Feige talks about Spider Man. I clicked on it. It's like yeah, you know we're making the decisions. Wait, is this news? No, we've all known because Hi, it, Kevin. If, if you're Marvel and you have this huge franchise that's doing so well with so much money on the line, are you going to take Fox's character 
and put him in your movie and possibly tie yours to some shitty sequel that they're going to make. Like, no. You're not going to do that unless you have control over the movie. Kellen, are you excited to see Captain America? Say yes. Say yes. Say, I love Captain America. Man, when did you get shy? (laughs) I actually started doing that when he... Say, Captain America! Captain Crunch. Good job, buddy. I thought it was Captain Crunch for a second. (laughs) Captain Crunch. Uh, (laughs) When he uh, is in rooms now with people that know and I hold him, he like rubs my back because he's nervous. It's really cute. You learned how to be self-conscious. That'll haunt you the rest of your life. (laughs) Well, until next week, I'm Team Iron Man. Uh, And I'm Team Cat. I'm Team Samuel L. Jackson. Cap is right. Well, then, you, then you are Team Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. I know. I was reading. Uh, uh, I read Civil War the comic again this week. Oh yeah, it's really good. I wonder if I should. Maybe I should borrow that. Cause I don't. I don't own a copy of it. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Zach. Thank you. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.